crash involved three cars, a lorry and a horse box, and happened on the northbound carriageway at about 2.15 between Harlow and Bishop Stortford. The two people killed were travelling in the same car. The road only reopened this morning. Three people have been arrested following an attempted abduction in Watford. Police say the two potential victims are now safe. Inquiries are being made in a Buckinghamshire village, as Lee Agnew reports. Hertfordshire police are appealing for witnesses to the abduction attempt at Watford train station on Wednesday night. Officers were called to a taxi company following concern about the welfare of two people and two men and a woman were taken into custody. A forensic team has also been gathering evidence at the small village of Leckhamstead in North Buckinghamshire in connection with the same incident. A highly critical report by MPs contains new allegations of bullying within the Police Federation, which represents 125,000 officers. The report from the Home Affairs Committee also suggests that members should get get back part of their subscription fee. Latest figures show at least 80 postmen and women were attacked by dogs in the three counties within a year. A change in the law this week means postmen and women can now prosecute if they're bitten on private land. Jessica Cooper reports. The figures for 2012 and 13 show the highest number of attacks were in the MK postcode, which covers Milton Keynes and Bedford. Hemel Hempstead, Aylesbury and Berkhamsted follow closely behind. Royal Mail has welcomed the law change this week, which now extends beyond the garden gate. It says it will offer better protection to its workers. Hundreds of British tourists are being evacuated from Kenya after the Foreign Office warned there was a high threat of terrorist attacks. Two tour operators, Thompson and First Choice, have cancelled all flights to the coastal city of Mombasa. The home furnishings chain Paul Simon is to close its last 22 shops with the loss of over 200 jobs. They include stores in Aylesbury, Milton Keynes, Stevenage and Watford. In sport, Luton have made their first summer signing, Defender Kirtley Williams joins from Lowestoft, who won the Ryman Premier Division playoffs. The weather dry and sunny, a maximum temperature 23 degrees Celsius and remaining warm and sunny over the weekend. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. The place where I live is just the right size. It's not overbearing. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's the right size. It's it's not overbearing. And all this week, we're featuring Hatfield. Hatfield House and the old town. There's just a lot of history down there. It's all about where you live. I've lived here all my life, near enough. But I enjoy it. I like swimming pool. I like to swim. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. I like swimming pool. I like swim. It's Friday, and let's be honest, it's been a shambolic week of shows. Let's not break the trend today. We'll try. We'll start again on Monday and try harder. Today, uh... actually, we've got quite a lot for you. Young carers, terrified posties and blacked-up schoolboys. I know, when you put it like that, it actually sounds quite, doesn't it, Kath? Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah? It sounds quite... It's, yeah! Oh, by the way, I suspect Justin and I are going to have a bit of a Barney about uh, postmen and dogs. We, we've already had an argument upstairs that was only stopped because I had to come downstairs and do this. The argument is not resolved, and Justin is wrong. If you want to have your say on some of these stories, particularly the blacked-up schoolboys story, we've, we've got that on our Facebook page now, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. What are you eating? 
chocolate mini roll. Hey! Oh, what? Is it my birthday? Kelly Bates has brought down a uh, bonus coffee. You do, but not this time of the day. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Kelly Betts is easily the best person that's just leaving the studio right now. You finish your chocolate mini roll? Yes, Good girl. Delicious. There we go. Excellent. Let's focus, guys. 08459 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. And stuff, isn't it? Now, Central Bedfordshire is one of the first places to bring in a new scheme to stop young carers falling behind at school. The Children's Society and the Carers Trust found that tens of thousands of young carers are lagging behind in lessons and are trying to juggle school with looking after family members. The Young Carers in Schools programme has been designed to ease that pressure. Well, joining me now is Kate Smith, the head teacher of Linslade School. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Kate, how important is the Young Carers in Schools programme? Uh, it's very important, 
the, the group of young carers, both nationally and locally, and obviously in our school, are a very important group. Um, they're considered to be something like 167,000 children across the country who are young carers. And, of course, that's a significant proportion of the school population. And because often of uh, their circumstances, um, other you know, preoccupations they have in their lives, they're not always in a position to achieve as well as their peers. So it's a very important group, and obviously it's important for us, as it is in terms of all other groups, to make sure that you know, their educational um, needs are met. What ages of children are talking? Uh, are we talking about, and what kind of situations are they in? Well, um, thinking about a couple of case studies um, you know, we've discussed recently, a child can actually be a young carer for all of their lives. Um, a child may actually be born into a situation where there is a family member who may have a physical disability, a mental health issue, Increasingly now as well in um, society, um, substance misuse issues, which they are living with really from birth. Other families um, perhaps might have something happen, a disability may occur, a condition may occur, an accident may occur. So you have children who perhaps later on in life are finding themselves dealing with situations. So it can be a, a huge number of, of different circumstances and, and um, issues for the children involved. Is it easy to... Do, do you know who the young carers are? Or, or I, I imagine some of these young people kind of keep it secret almost. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, again, in terms of, you know, of every child that is out there, every family, every condition, every circumstance, you'll have a range of, of situations. There are those children who, who like to come forward and recognise the need for support. There are other young carers who actually like to manage things in their own way and like to be considered, if you like, as being whatever normal might be. They like to come to school to be like their peers. Um, Sometimes they like to keep what's going on at home hidden from view. Other children will talk openly about it. Mm. It's a whole range, a whole gamut of experiences out there. What help is provided by uh, by the Young Carers in Schools programme? How, how does it help? Well, the Young Carers in Schools programme is going to be really helpful, um, really nationally, because there is a huge range of experience for young carers out there across the country, uh, ranging from very good practice to practice, which is perhaps not as good as it could be. So the whole focus of this programme is to set the national standards so that no matter who you are, where you live in the UK, you have an opportunity as a young carer to have you know, first-class care and support and to be able to achieve in schools. So in terms of our own examples, so the four schools in central Bedfordshire who've achieved the gold standard, we're all very proactive in terms of raising awareness, um, you know, that it's, it's okay to be a young carer, and that the access to the supports and the services are out there, that people will support them and listen as much or as little to what the young carers want, because it's that fine line sometimes between being supportive and being intrusive with families. That's the thing, isn't it? You, yeah, you, you kind of have to respectful uh, distance. Mm-hmm. Does, does the school offer help in terms of, I don't know, allowing the, the, the young people more time to do their homework? Is, is it kind of a, a leniency there? Yeah, and there has to be that understanding because, you know, it's not always possible. Something may have happened at home uh, to prevent that young person from actually completing homework. It may sometimes be the case um, that a young carer is late for school, and it's not because it's their fault. It's because of something they've been dealing with at home. Mm. And that's why it's truly important for the, the schools and, and staff within schools, you know, not just pastoral staff, but all teachers, to be aware of who their young carers are, so that allowances can be made. Because, of course, if you've been working with a, a family member in what could be a distressing situation, you then come into school and get into trouble for being late. That's not going to help. And it's certainly not going to help that young person to learn. The school, I believe, has won a gold award mm-hmm. under this programme. Why? What are you doing so right? What are we doing so right? Well, um, we have a background in our school of um, working with young carers, as do our partner schools who've also received the Gold Award. Um, What we try to do is to make 
it okay, it's safe to be a young carer in schools because a number of young carers don't come forward because something like 25-26% of young carers actually say they're scared to come forward because they don't want to be picked out by their peers as being different. They don't want to be bullied. 26% say that they are bullied. Mm. Um, so it's, it's okay to be a young carer, that you will be listened to and understood. Also making their peers aware of what it's like to be a young carer. So, you know, what goes on behind closed doors and closed curtains at night in other people's houses isn't necessarily what does go on in their own. So it's really increasing that awareness and that understanding. Um, we do make our, our teachers aware of who our young carers are. Um, it's very important that they know, obviously, all of their children, and knowing children well anyway is absolutely essential. But particularly indicating who our young carers are and again making clear to staff that the children don't always want that intrusive level of support they don't always want to be asked about what's going on at home they want to be understood well kate it sounds like your school is is, is doing excellent excellently and whenever we uh, we talk about this we always hear some um or oh, some incredible stories of young people in enduring uh, a lot more than perhaps they should at their young age miss smith can i just take you on to, to slightly more serious issues mm-hmm. is it true your background is in history it is indeed yes is, is it also true that you used to be Catherine boyle's history teacher absolutely i know we've just had a chat in fact and also another Another interesting fact is last time Catherine and I spoke was on the radio. Oh. Lordy, 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 how many years ago? Uh-oh. Yes, indeed. So, yes, I've been found I don't want to... Well, no, you, I, you, I, I, you don't sound old enough to be her teacher, because let's be honest, she's ancient. Do you actually remember her, or are you just being polite? I do, I do. Yeah, Catherine was her girl back at Redbourne. So, yes, I do remember. There are certain students who stand out. Was she, but, but, For all the wrong reasons. Yeah, because well, she's, to be honest, she's a right pain in the what's it here. <laughs> what, was she, what was she really like as a gobby teenager? She she was never a gobby teenager. Wow. She wow. Was, no, she was fantastic. And uh, obviously, we, we were all very proud because I know she's not always been on the radio. She's been on TV as well. And she's been what? our little bit of a claim to fame. <laughs> oh. so proud of Catherine Boyle. Oh, that's oh. nice. She's got a big grin on her face. What, <laughs> well, me too. Me well, too. Well hang, on, well, hang on a second. This goes both ways. Uh, Catherine, oh, what, dear. what was Miss Smith like as a history teacher? Lovely. She was young. It's not what you said. <laughs> It's not what you said off air. What? You, you... She was young and she um, was down with the kids, you know. She knew how to speak to us properly and some of them, uh, the older ones, were not. And history is one of those um, subjects where it can be deadly dull unless someone can bring it to life for you and Miss Smith always had that kind Well, of... there you go. Excellent stuff. Well done. Uh, Kate, nice to talk to you. Thanks very much for being a good sport and, and well done with, uh, with the work for the Young Carers in Schools programme. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking OK across the three counties at the moment. We've had no accidents or incidents reported. Um, motorway cameras, we well, can't see any problems on the M1 at the moment. Uh, looking fine. Uh, it's certainly busy, but moving, heading down past uh, Hemel, uh, down towards the M25. And M25 itself, that's moving along nicely, as is the M40. Uh, moving on to the trains, generally a good service uh, across the three counties this morning. I'm James Worley, BBC Three Counties Radio. James, thank you very much. 6.16 exactly. It's Friday. Get in there, my son. The 16th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A new scheme is being launched to alert teachers to the thousands of children who provide care for family members. Central Bedfordshire Council is one of the first local authorities in England to implement the Young Carers in Schools programme. A man has been arrested on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving after yesterday's crash on the M11 on the Hertfordshire-Essex border in which two people died. The road only reopened this morning. And latest figures show at least 80 postmen and women were attacked by dogs in the three counties within a year. A change in the law this week means they can now prosecute if they're bitten on private land. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Imagine the colour of thousands of flowers. We've got buttercups in there, which are very, very bright, but we've also got purples of the honesty and white of the cow parsley. Imagine the grandeur of hundreds of gardens. See them win a gold this morning. It almost brought me to tears. Imagine all that in one place. It's incredible. Every year, it's, it's, it's fabulous. On Monday, I'm live at the Chelsea Flower Show, so you don't have to imagine it. But above all, I think we're just saying that a garden is good for you. I'll bring you all the sights and flavour from one of Britain's biggest flower shows. I think the traditions and the specialness of the whole thing is height of horticulture. The Chelsea Flower Show, Monday from midday, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, there are... When did this... Right, OK, we'll get to Steve in a second. This yes. blacking up story, OK? Yes. Some students blacked up as the bobsleigh team from Cool Runnings. When did this happen? Because I'm looking at something from last year from York University students. No, it's no, a different no, thing. No, it's different. So this, is an, on, so this think, is an ongoing theme, then. Well, and I also think that um, the mistake, part of the mistake that was made was the head teacher saw nothing wrong with tweeting it... So that's when he got picked up. Okay. Oh, look, cause th- so this is... Uh, yes, I've been looking at the wrong story. So this also happened... This happened in York University last year, and it's now happened uh, in Aylesbury Grammar. OK, well, we're we'll speaking to Darkus Howe a little bit later on and uh, finding out whether he thinks uh, it's a good or a bad idea for young people to black up to portray film characters. Is it racist or is it a little bit of fun? Steve's in Dunstable. Morning, Steve. Morning. Steve, what would you like to say? You're listening to us this morning, are you? Yeah, I am. That's about, how was how was the holiday with the ex misses? It's alright. <laughs> Any chance of reconciliation there, mate? No, no. It's better being single, mate. Do what you like. Yeah, do what you like. Phone up the radio station anytime you want with your yeah, bigger exactly interviews. To annoy you. Yeah. What have you <laughs> anyway, got, Steve? Right, let's turn it around. Let's say if I was in Africa and they decided to wipe themselves up and take the Mickey out of um, an Englishman. I mean, I would find that offensive. I'd laugh me head off. And if you was that racist according to whatever the word means in this country, you, you wouldn't even do it anyway. So it was a bit of fun, or it's to do with a project. Obviously. There are there are films, aren't there? Recent <laughs> films where black comedians have whited up. There was That's well, right, there yeah, was Lenny yeah. Henry in True Identity. That was in the early nineties. There was also is it the Wayans brothers? Didn't they do um, something like that? They were white chicks. Yeah. White chicks. Yeah, that's it. yeah. If, so, uh, if there was a film with uh, a couple of white comedians called Black Birds or Black yeah. Chicks, yeah. I don't think that would um, be advertised on the side of buses <coughs> or on phone boxes. Why not? It's supposed to be impartial. It works both ways, doesn't it? Well, well, does it? <coughs> yeah. You've well, got the black. Hold on, you've got the black police force, but you wouldn't have the white police force, would you? Sorry. We've just got a police force. <coughs> can no, you stop talking about, can, can you, you stop coughing? <laughs> Either do one big cough or stop it. <coughs> right. Okay. <laughs> You mean the Black Police Association? Yeah, well, where come? Yeah, but you haven't got a white one. Well, why you can have? Why you can have that, but you can't have what? I guess that's racist. Well, no, I, I don't think it's because it's classed as racist. I'm sure that a, a, a white police federation could be set up. I, I guess it's simply because uh, black police are a minority and they feel that they are not treated as uh, uh, equally. Well, they, well, obviously, somewhere along the line, the government, the police force, have got a serious issue because really that shouldn't exist. If you're going to be a policeman, you're going to be you're going to be the whole force. You shouldn't have a separate department because of your ethnicity. You know what I mean? It's, it's a load of rubbish. Would you want to swap places with a black man? Not really, no. Sorry to disturb you. I was in the neighborhood 
Waiting for your deals. Come on, JDs. Can't do nothing without you. Justin Dealey, we cannot do anything without you. Is he nearby, Kath? Uh, he's just pushing the van out of the garage. Okay, he actually is. The nipple's broken. Reverse yeah. doesn't work. No. Well. Looks like he's having a bit of trouble. Take the handbrake off! He is actually pushing the, uh, the the vehicle out of the uh, garage. Okay, it's all right. He's not come out. He went in. He's not come out. He's probably having a growler. No, he had a growler first. Did he? Okay. Yeah, so we've got CCTV here, and it's, we can see what happens in our car park. His exact movements were at 20 past six, he left. Yeah. Uh, which is when he should have really been ready to, to be on air. Ready to go. He walked across the car park, stood by his car for a bit smoking. Yep. He normally does that, but it's the radio one and his car has a little growler, as he yep. calls it. Yep. Uh, he walked into the garage approximately about 6.23. Again, it's still late. Cutting it he fine. He has to be on air for 6.20. Cutting it fine. Uh, he pushed the gar- the, the uh, car out yep. and now there's no sign of him. Might have done his back in or something. Might have done, I mean, fair play, he could have been murdered. Should we go have a look? Oh, well, no, don't go out there. There might be a murderer out there. Well, I'll go via the garage. Well, you were the top girl we've learnt today, so... Top girl, nice one. OK. No, he's, he's, he's done... He, he wheels the car out, 
parks it down the road. As another growler. As another growler, and then... OK, because the, the thing is, he's up. supposed to be on air now. Yeah. And we now won't have time for his, um, his report on, on posties. Come on, Joss. What are we doing after half past? I'll tell you what, I'll start and he can join us afterwards. Well, hang on. We've got nothing around 6.30. You could do something then. No, we've got, we've got the papers then. What are you talking about? It's the highlight of the show. Now, the law is getting tougher on dog owners whose animals attack, which will come as welcome news for uh, our poor posties across the three counties. 80 of them reported injuries inflicted by dogs between 2012 and 2013. If that was to happen now, they'd be able to prosecute the owners regardless of the fact the animals were on private land. The maximum jail sentence they can expect has gone up from two to 14 years. John Thwaites has been a postman in Hemel Hempstead for more than 30 years and he's been bitten all too often, as he told Justin, who turned up for this interview. So, John, you've been a postie for, for 36 years. In those 36 years, what's your experience been like when it comes to dogs? Well, I've been bitten eight times out on delivery. Wow. Most of them are minor bites, i.e. bruising and things, but it is extremely frightening. So you say minor, you've still been bitten on eight separate occasions. What's been the most terrifying of those eight Actually, the one was where previously another postman had gone on around and he'd been bitten and uh, was drawn blood. Uh, I was on the round the following week and the three dogs that attacked the previous uh, postman came up and started having a go at me. Unfortunately, I lashed out and, and kicked one of them, so they then ran away. Yeah. Um, the problem being is, and this is what the law has changed, we were actually nearly as bad as common criminals because we was not protected walking up post uh, a person's path. Mm. This is what the Dangerous Dog Act has now changed. Uh, the owners have to be now respons- more responsible for their dogs. So you'd never tried to prosecute w- with those eight incidents, and clearly from what you're saying, you think the change in law is going to make a big difference to, to your safety? Yeah, major difference. Uh, if I can quote a few facts, um, we estimate in the union that of 5,000 postmen have been bitten across the country. That's without your paper boy and girl, your home help or anything like that. Would you feel sorry for these owners? Because they could be prosecuted. For for argument's sake, they could leave a door open and that dog is just protecting their home. Uh, Do you have any sympathy for the owners? I'm a dog owner myself. You know, I've had a dog for 13 years. But there is a responsibility. I mean, the classic example is we had a Cambridge postman that was attacked by two Rottweilers and seriously injured. The union tried to take the person to court. There was no prosecution because we were judged to be trespassing. So just to put this out there then, are you saying that there can be absolutely no excuse whatsoever for anybody's dog to attack a postman? Uh, Are you saying those people that, that have dogs who do that, they're not responsible dog owners? Yes, and that's what I'm saying. It might be a a slight slip in that you might leave your door open, but the dog has attacked someone and done injury to that person. I mean, all right, I'm a big, strong lad, and like I said, I've been bitten eight times, but I've watched a dog Mm. attack a paper girl. We can only do so much. It's now down to the owners to become responsible. Well, that was uh, Justin speaking to John Thwaites. I think we are uh, uh, finally joined by Justin Dealey. Good morning, Justin. Morning, boss. Two things. Mm. Where the hell have you been? Well, I didn't realise I was talking to you live. Uh, I've given you the gold, and I'm off to, to Hatfield, the home of the big tour. 
Second thing. Yeah. You have got a bit of sympathy for the dog owners in this, haven't you? No, I do, actually. I do, because, you know, a lot of people, that they have dogs to protect their home. Now, how is that dog supposed to know that that is a postman and not a burglar? Uh, as ridiculous as that may sound, somebody well, may... does. Well, yes, but somebody may leave a door open, and I have got some sympathy with dog owners to, to prosecute somebody because they've got a dog who is protecting no. their own home. But that's that seem a bit harsh no, but to you're, me. You're prosecuting, um, uh, uh, you're prosecuting the dog's owners because they have attacked someone doing their mm. job. Someone you have invited onto your property yep. uh, and they are doing their job and they've been attacked. So yeah, of course they should be able to prosecute. But a dog is not to know that. If, if you take a dog out for a walk and that dog is off a lead, you know that you've got a dog walk which is quite vicious and that attacks somebody. That is totally different. But um, you've got a postman who is yeah. on your property. Yeah, doing his job. Yeah, you, yes, you have, you, yes. by, by delivering the post, by having post delivered to your address, you have invited that mm-hmm. postman, you've entered a contract with that postman to allow him safe passage on your property. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that, that sometimes you, you can't, uh, every second of the day, you may, you may just leave a door or a gate open. Well, that doesn't mean that you're not a responsible dog owner. That just means for, for that particular moment, well, you've left a gate open and dogs, okay. they're animals and yeah. they can be unpredictable. So, so, so you're saying it's okay for dogs to attack postmen? No, and should be no, there should be no recompense. No, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying, you know, if there is an odd occasion where an unfortunate incident happens, it happens. You should, just, hap- you should if, just shake hands and, and move on. No, if it happens again, obviously then ah. you you ah, you have to who's not it responsible. It has to happen twice. No, but come on, you've got to give people sometimes the benefit of if a dog. A dog is protecting its home. If that, that dog doesn't know it's a postman. He could think that's a burglar. They come wear on. a uniform. Burglars wear stripy tops. <laughs> but how's a dog supposed to know that? You trade it. If I delivered a package to your door, yeah. right, and I mm-hmm. got attacked once, I ain't coming back there to get attacked a second time, Just. Well, and they, your dog, your dog is nuts. Your dog <laughs> just jumps through glass to attack. You don't have to have the door or the window open. No, it jumps through listen, glass. My mum's last dog, Simba, he was a very, was a very well-natured dog. But on, on one particular occasion, the postman came to the door and he jumped yep. through the window. He went through the glass uh, because the he window thought was that shut, person... Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The window was shut. He went through the glass. Okay. He thought that person was breaking into our property. As a dog, that's their job to protect your home. They're not to know that's a postman so i do have some sympathy yes justin you're wrong on this and i think the callers will back me up 08459 555555 travel news for beds cards and bugs bbc three counties radio it's looking OK on the roads. Just checking the motorway cameras, M25, M1, M40, all moving along well. A little busy already on the approach to the M25 roundabouts of Brickett Wood. Uh, finally, no reported delays for trains across the three counties. If you're heading into London on the tubes, the circle line is currently suspended because of a signal failure. James Woolley, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. A new scheme is being launched to alert teachers to the thousands of children who provide care for family members. Central Bedfordshire Council is one of the first local authorities in England to implement the Young Carers in Schools programme. A man has been arrested on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving after yesterday's crash on the M11 on the Hertfordshire-Essex border in which two people died. The road only reopened this morning. And the head of Aylesbury Grammar School has apologised after a picture of three of its students blacked up and 
dressed as the Jamaican bobsleigh team appeared on Twitter. The students were at a film-themed Leavers event and decided to go as the cast of Cool Runnings. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Town have made their first summer signing. Defender Kirtley Williams joins from Lowestoft, who won the Ryman Premier Division playoffs. The right-back, who's 24, was in the Ipswich Academy and has signed a two-year deal. Meanwhile, striker Mark Cullen has signed a new three-year contract. Wickham right-back Marvin McCoy is leaving the club after Wanderers decided against offering him a new contract. And Rotherham will play Leighton Orient in the League One playoff final. The South Yorkshire side beat Preston 3-1 last night to go through 4-2 on aggregate. Tonight in League Two, Fleetwood host York leading 1-0 from the first leg. Boxing promoter Frank Warren believes Hatfield's Billy Joe Saunders is favourite to become the first ever British fighter from the travelling community to become a world champion. The middleweight fights for the European title in July. If he wins, he'll become the mandatory challenger for the WBO world title. Warren thinks Saunders is ahead of Tyson Fury to become the first world champion traveller. I'm hoping we get Bill Wayne November. I don't think we'll get the winner of uh, Fury and Chisora away until uh, probably, probably December. So Bill's on the, got the inside track at the moment. Olympic long jump champion Greg Rutherford has once again defended his recent British record-breaking jump. Rival Chris Tomlinson has questioned the validity of the jump in America, but the Milton Keynes athlete says he's ignoring the criticism. As I understand it, it's a perfectly legal competition with perfectly legal everything there, so I wouldn't really understand if there was a problem. Now individuals having an issue due to a video that's been seen, I mean, again, I can't influence those people and I'll just let them get on with it and do and say as as they like, really. And in tennis, Andy Murray will face the world number one, Rafael Nadal, for the first time since 2011 in the quarterfinals of the Italian Open. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. What have you got your headphones on for? Um, I like to wear headphones. I'm going to play a record. Well, don't you want me to hear it? We, we can hear it without the headphones on. We've got speakers in studio, haven't it? Yeah, but I want to get the bass. Mm, fair play. Now, usually I don't do this, but uh, go ahead on, break them off with a little previews of the remix. Now, I'm not trying to be rude, but hey, pretty girl, I'm feeling you. The way you do the things you do reminds me of my Lexus cool. That's why I'm all up in your grill, trying to get you to a hotel. You must be a football coach, the way you got me playing the field. So, baby, give me that, and let me get that. Running her hands through my fro, bouncing on 24. Why they say I'm ready? It's the remix to ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mama rolling that body, got every man in here wishing. Sipping on coke and rum, I'm like, so what? I'm drunk. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some fun. Bounce, 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 bounce. Come on. Now it's like murder, she rolled Once I get you out them clothes Privacy's on the door But still they can hear you screaming more Girl, I'm feeling what you're feeling No more hoping and wishing I'm about to take my key and Stick it in the ignition So give me that Let me get that Running her hands through my fro Bouncing on 24 Why they saying they got ready It's the remix to ignition Hot and fresh out the kitchen Mama rolling that body Got every man in here wishing Sipping on coke and rum I'm like so what I'm drunk It's the freaking weekend baby I'm about to have me some fun Crystal 
Jumping in the stretch navigator We got food everywhere As if the party was catered We got fellas to my left Honey's on my right We bring them both together We got juking all night Then after the show is the After party And after the party is the hotel lobby yeah. Around about four you gotta Clear the lobby Didn't yeah. take it to your room and Can I get a Can I get a Running her hands through my fro Bouncing on 24 Come on, they say It's the remix to ignition Hot and fresh out the kitchen Mama ruling that body Got every man in here wishing Sipping on coke and rum I'm like, so what, I'm drunk It's the freaking weekend, baby I'm about to have some fun I would say that's got to be the best song ever recorded. Yeah. Period. And by period, I mean in the American sense, not the medical sense. It's a full stop. That's what they call a full stop, a period. They do call it that. Which is, it took me a long time to work that out. You just thought... I'd, yeah, I did. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's a disturbing world I lived in. You, hey, you were top girl at school. <laughs> top girl, yeah. Top. What did you have to do to... I got um, voted by my peers. Didn't you have some sleazy gentleman yes. approach you? And, yes, uh, I did. You know those things that, in retrospect, you think, if he said that now, I would uh, give him a piece of my considerable mind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, part of my duties as head girl. There was a head boy as well. There wasn't no girls' school. So, you know, equal opportunities and that. OK. Although, you know, I did all the work. But, um, yeah, we'd uh, be there at receptions and things. And yeah. uh, this bloke came in once to give us a talk about how we could achieve anything and um, gender was no longer a barrier and, you know, gave us this sort of rousing that's speech. Nice. That's nice. Powerful yeah, really message. Nice. Equality. Um, yeah. And then afterwards, um, when I was introduced to him, he said to me, oh, so how did you get head girl? Oh, hey. Yeah, well, that was a grown up man. Someone's dad to someone's daughter. Gosh. How old were you at the time? About 17. Hey, so, you know. Yeah, I also got told by a local college when I went to um, talk to them. You know, they had these sort of career fairs. Yeah, I remember the career fairs. Um, and so you'd go and there were no rides. It was very disappointing. <laughs> um, but, you know, talking about courses and that, I was told, Are you sure you want to do a two year course? You want me to have babies and things. Oh. That was in the 90s. Yeah, but fair play. You have had babies and things. Yeah, but I didn't have babies when I was in my early 20s. Or indeed my 20s. And I bet you regret it. Not really. The oh. person I would have been having with was not the ideal person. No, well, there we go. Should we have a little look at the papers? Yeah, go on. That's what I'm in for, isn't it? Well, uh, yeah. It, uh, snails in gardens. I think you've They're always that. a pain, aren't they? Unless you enjoy eating them. Yes. And we discussed that yesterday. Yeah. Gardeners plagued by snails should take a leaf out of Bart Simpson's book. The oh. best way to ensure they do not find their way back into your garden is to catapult them. No. But you've got to do it at least 20 metres, according to scientists. Yes, they've been testing this out in some sort of laboratory scenario. A study published today says that snails thrown only five metres over a garden wall will use their homing instinct to come back. What? But if if you fling them 20 metres or more, they will not be able to return. Am I the only person that, uh, if doing a bit of gardening or something in the garden, that, and I come across a snail, I tenderly pick it up by the shell, tenderly, so that the, the uh, slug bit of the snail doesn't it stick pop to out. it. Yeah. Uh, and then I go and put it somewhere safe. Where'd you put it safely? Um, in there? About five feet away. Yeah, no good. It's going to just come back. Well, no, I don't mind about it coming back, but I don't want it to be crushed by my um, spade. I put it safely over the garden fence. Do you do that? Yeah. You can't chuck a snail over a fence. It will die. No, it won't. They're very resilient creatures. No, they're not. Their shells are really thin. Well, I very carefully chuck it over the fence. I used to get really sad if I trod on a snail in the dark. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> oh, it is no. horrid. Um, 
there's so a picture. So that's snail sorted. That's that's there. Well, let's sort out um, uh, Maradona and Robbie Williams now, shall we? Oh, let's. Uh, why those two together? Well, there's a uh, Robbie Williams posted this picture of himself and Maradona. He may have his own tribute act, but that doesn't mean Robbie Williams can't tell a fake from the real deal. Aha, we're getting an idea as to what this story might be about. The singer was thrilled when he saw footballing legend Diego Maradona up a mountain this month. What? Having met the Argentinian before, Williams ran over to the man to give him a hug and a kiss, failing to notice he was actually just a lookalike. Oh. So he's had a picture taken. He looks like more like Gervais than... Let me see, uh, let me see. Well, he looks like um, that chef, Hollywood. He looks like anyone else. I don't think he looks like uh, Maradona at all. I don't... I Is he known for his mountaineering? I wouldn't reckon... He's known, known for his cocaine and cheating, isn't he? Isn't he? <laughs> well, yes. I, <laughs> I wouldn't think of him as being a particularly active man these I, days. He's not outdoorsy anymore, is he? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a clue what Maradona looks like. I, 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 I don't know at all, in the slightest. Do you remember what he looked like before? Thin, not, thin Maradona. He's, he's fat, he, isn't he? He's fatter. He's fatty. Fatty bombati. You right, Kells? Yes, Princess. She's quiet today, said eight. She's quiet, you're right. Yes, Princess. What, what can we do to cheer you up, love? Come on. Um, you can play my song that I want. Yeah, okay. You're not happy. You've been looking at some uh, photographs of women oh. then and now. Well, I mean, it, there well, was... 
What's your beef? Well, on the papers, front pages of two of the, um, I would say major papers, but one of them is the Daily Express. The Daily Mail, woman goes back to work. Yeah. She happens to be engaged to George Clooney. Well, exactly. Whoa, 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 whoa. And She's Daily not- Express, woman wears uh, swimsuit 10 years ago. 15 years ago. The first woman going back to work is not just any woman. She is um, George, oh, you said that, George Clooney's fiance. fiance. She has tamed the beast. And she's British. Something to be proud of, and you're probably jealous. And also she's local. And vocal. Buckinghamshire. Yeah, exactly, Buckinghamshire. But we should be proud of her. She's, well, she's one of our own. Well done, woman gets married. Yeah, good Is she supposed her. to sit at home looking at her engagement ring for the next however long it takes before she can sit at home and look at her engagement ring oh, and her wedding ring? For goodness sake. Nonsense. Definitely. There's also a full-page spread in the Daily Mail, page 23, of women who look a bit different than they did ten years ago. Probably because they've had some work done. Because they can afford so, it. So bitter. Oh, no, but I don't think it looks better. Look at that. What are you pointing at? Well, Nicole Kidman looks all puffy. I think... Sharon Osbourne looks the same. Carol Vorderman... I'm going to go and... Looks like Carol Vorderman. We're going to get the travel now from James Worley. Full page spread, eh? Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Hoddesdon, the Hartford Road is currently closed between College Road and West Hill Road. Police attending an accident on the Hartford Road uh, in Hoddesdon. Uh, the A1M moving well on the sensors. If you're driving into London, though, it's already busy through Boreham Wood on the Barnet Bypass. For its own usual congestion, ready from Stirling Corner down to Mill Hill Circus. North Circular in London, usual congestion already through Finchley. Westbound approaching Henley's Corner and onto the trains. Well, fine across the three counties. Heading into London, the Circle Line is now running, but there are severe delays. James Worley, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you, James. It's 6.46. It's Friday the 16th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A new scheme is being launched to alert teachers to the thousands of children who provide care for family members. A man has been arrested on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving after yesterday's crash on the M11 on the Hertfordshire-Essex border in which two people died. Coming up, is it racist for some young people to black up as the bobsleigh team from the film Cool Runnings? We'll find out after we get the weather with Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much. Good morning to you. Another lovely day in prospect for the three counties. In fact, a lovely weekend in prospect. Break out the barbecues because the temperatures are still rising. The peak of them looks like being tomorrow. Uh, So yesterday we saw temperatures up to around 20 Celsius. Today we're likely to see 21, possibly 22 degrees. And for tomorrow, certainly likely that we might see 23 Celsius. That takes us way up into the 70s Fahrenheit and is well above where we should be for the time of year. Having said that it won't be wall-to-wall sunshine for today or for tomorrow more sunshine around on sunday afternoon but there'll always be some fair weather cloud bubbling up as we go through the days not until monday monday afternoon at that we'll start to run the risk of some showers coming through by tuesday we're pretty showery once more but really we've got three and a half fine days of weather ahead of us with good spells of warm sunshine through the afternoon and temperatures about four possibly five degrees above where they should be for the time of year and that's your weather Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. i 
That's our BBC Introducing Track of the Week. It's called Moon Sea by Phil Dell from Chesham in Buckinghamshire. Don't forget you can hear more BBC Introducing Tracks here on Three Counties Radio every Saturday night uh, from 8 o'clock. Is it 8 o'clock these days? 8 o'clock. I like that. Moon Sea by Phil Dell. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, this is a story that I know lots of you want to have your say on. The head of Aylesbury Grammar School has apologised after a picture of three of its students blacked up and dressed as the Jamaican bobsleigh team appeared on Twitter. The students were at a film-themed Leavers event and decided to go as the cast of Cool Runnings. The school removed the picture after receiving complaints. 08. 459-455-555. like to get your thoughts on this, please. Joined now by Darkus Howe, writer, broadcaster and anti-racism campaigner. Morning, Darkus. What's your reaction Good to this? Good morning. The, 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 my reaction to it is, uh, I celebrated 52 years of being in England uh, a, a couple of weeks ago. And I just thought, after 52 years... Uh, six children and seven grandchildren. They are open to this kind of nonsense. And this is not complaint about racism. I will say quite quietly, they're not going to put up with it. Of all my children and grandchildren, not one of them would say, well, we understand. They get at the throats of those who seek to demean them and to create around them um, the children of inferior people. They're not going to get away with that. What, what do you mean by not get away with it? Well, if you could do it and uh, we would cover in corners and saying, please don't do that to us, it's going to be a fight to the finish. That's what I'm saying. What, we will what? gather in large numbers. We will protest. The week before that, right down at the back here in Norwood, um, they, they had another protest of the same thing to do with children um, the, uh, lined up on the, on the basis of color with the black at the back. That's what they did recently. It's a new disease that is infecting the, the, the educational system. Do you think that four young kids, four youngsters, young people, young people, uh, blacking up to represent the characters from the, uh, the excellent film Cool Runnings, is that racism? Is that the same as getting black kids to stand at the My back friend, in a school? I don't know who you are, but you are not going to put me on the back foot to use a cricketing metaphor. There is a whole tradition yes. of anti-racism that uh, began here on a mass basis after the war, increasing and intensifying by the hour. So if you don't know how we would react, then you've been ignoring us for, for, well, no, for the last 50 duck years. Duckers, duckers, duckers. questioning me yes. on the break of the morning whether my children should put up with that crap. Answer, my dear friend, no. Okay. Uh, Darkus, uh, you agreed to come on at the crack of the morning. I'm just asking you, is it racist? Are you cheeky? 
Is it racist? That's the question, Darkus, yes. I'm not answering that. You make your mind up whether Darkus. what your people do is racist. We are saying My do not go along and putting us in lines and taking the piss out hey, of whoa, black Darkus, Darkus, You can't do it. Darkus, Darkus. We won't allow you. Darkus, watch your language. We've got young ears listening, please. Thank you. What do you mean by my people? I am a Negro first. Yes. Time you call me Negroes. Black people. Yes. Do not speak as though we didn't carry out Hercules and continue to carry out Herculean struggles. Yes. against Darkus, racism in this country. Darkus, if I were to say your people, referring to black people, I would be um, labelled, uh, it would be labelled as inappropriate. No, I would just ignore you. But, but you've, you've referred we to... We don't label it in, inappropriate. But you've referred to my people. I don't know what you mean by that. You mean white I'm people. I'm a West Indian. I was born on the fell from the comfort of my mother's womb on the 26th of February 1943. What do you mean by your people, Darkus? West Indians and blacks from Africa. No, when you and say Asians, to me, when you say to immigrants. me, when you say to me, your people, what do you mean by that? Uh, ask Mr. Farage. What? See, what you're doing, Darkus, Darkus, what, what it sounds like you're doing is you are labelling and grouping all white people together. If you think that I sound, uh, that's what I sound as. If you know what my work has been over the last 50 years. I'm very aware of your work, but just, uh, I'm surprised. Hold on, let me finish. No, I'm surprised you're using such lazy language as your people. Because I'm I, I a, a no, big admirer maybe, of your work. That is a problem that blacks have. We have but then why, language lazily. But if that's the problem that black people have, then why would you then express that? No, you, that's that? what you're saying. I've got no idea where this is going. I'm, I'm, uh, you have no idea what I'm doing? Probably where you live, there are very few of us, so you have not been in any social contact with people who should come from the Caribbean, and so on. You seem to know nothing. Darkus, you've spoken to me for three minutes. You're making huge, massive assumptions, and you are uh, using the terms that, if I used at you, would would be deemed as uh, uh, offensive. Uh, uh, worse. Listen to your words. Uh, and you, and, and I'm surprised. I'm surprised, Darkus, that you're resorting that is to your these. Business, I'm, surprised. I'm surprised. You have to go Darkus, to your I'm surprised. I'm going to finish a sentence. I'm go surprised. To your psychiatrist, if you're surprised. I, I I see him every Thursday. I am surprised, Darkus. Oh. I'm surprised, Darkus, you're resorting to this. You're better than this. You can't speak you're... to me like that. I, well, I, I am, am 71 years old. I don't care, with sir. children and grandchildren. I couldn't care less. Who have come home, or who, come, who as children, little children, who came home thinking, Dad, they called me this is school. Gollywog. I had to go through that with you. People why is like that? yourself but who why... defend it. Why are you taking that out on me, Darkus? I didn't because do it. you are interviewing me and I'm replying. No, I not. think you normally um, you, you speak to black people who bow and bend. I don't. You interfere with me, you get it. But Darkus, uh, with permission to speak freely, sir, I've not interfered with you. I've asked you a couple of questions. You've used lazy generic terms. You've l- lumped me in with Nigel Farage, despite yourself saying you have no idea who I am. I- I'm-, I'm really disappointed that this is the best you can do. I thought you were better than this, sir. You don't know anything about me I know at more all. about you than you know about me. Done my research. Yes, research. What? Google. <laughs> no, I've watched you over the last 20 years, sir. How old are you? I'm 41. Oh, you're a child. 
I have children older what has than you. Talk, what has age got to do with it? I, with the greatest of respect, uh, I, I, I'm finding that, you... And then, as you preface uh, an answer with the greatest of respect, it means that you are very nervous about what you're talking about. Not in the and slightest, you mate. the answers you expect. I didn't expect you to refer to white people as your people. I didn't expect you to lazily lump me in with Nigel Farage when you have no idea what my politics are. I expected you... You, you have done. I expected you. There I expected you. I expected better from you, Mr. Howe. I expected better from you, Mr. Howe. You but you've already made that assumption. You've assumed that when I talk to black people, they are. Ba- I expect them to bow and scrape to me. Darkus, I, I say, sir, shame on you for having such lazy, narrow-minded you thinking. I'm really I'm going to end it here. I'm, I'm really disappointed, Mr. Howe. I'm really disappointed. I, I expected well better from you. This morning. You okay. could be disappointed. I'm appointed. Okay, sir. Thank you very much for your time. Yes. Have a good day. Oh, I'm going to. 08459 455 555. Well, that was weird. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Harford Road in Hoddesdon is closed between College Road and West Hill Road after an accident. A1 slowing to London, approaching Mill Hill Circus and the M25 building up anti-clockwise 21 to 20 and also fairly heavy at 16. On the London Underground, there are severe delays on the Circle Line. James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you, James. That was, um... That was unexpected. Let's try and focus on the story. Some youngsters blacked up to be the bobsleigh team in Cool Runnings. Is that racist? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Bedfordshire schools leading the way in helping young carers. Man arrested after two die in motorway crash and changing the law to protect posties from dog attacks. BBC Three Counties Radio. A new scheme is being launched to alert teachers to the thousands of children who provide care for family members. Central Bedfordshire Council is one of the first local authorities in England to implement the Young Carers in Schools programme. Kate Smith is the head teacher of Lindslade School. We have a background in our school of um, working with young carers, as do our partner schools who've also received the Gold Award. What we try to do is to make it okay, it's safe to be a young carer in schools because a number of young carers don't come forward because something like 25-26% of young carers actually say they're scared to come forward because they don't want to be picked out by their peers as being different, they don't want to be bullied. A man has been arrested on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving after yesterday's crash on the M11 on the Hertfordshire-Essex border in which two people died. The crash involved three cars, a lorry and a horse box and happened on the north Northbound carriageway at about 2.15. The road only reopened this morning. Three people have been arrested following an attempted abduction in Watford. Police say the two potential victims are now safe. Inquiries are being made in a North Buckinghamshire village. More from Lee Agnew. Hertfordshire police are appealing for witnesses to the abduction attempt at Watford train station on Wednesday night. Officers were called to a taxi company following concern about the welfare of two people and two men and a woman were taken into custody.
A forensic team has also been gathering evidence at the small village of Leckhamstead in North Buckinghamshire in connection with the same incident. Latest figures show at least 80 postmen and women were attacked by dogs in the three counties within a year. A change in the law this week means posties can now prosecute if they're bitten on private land, as Jessica Cooper reports. The figures for 2012 and 13 show the highest number of attacks were in the MK postcode, which covers Milton Keynes and Bedford. Hemel Hempstead, Aylesbury and Berkhamsted follow closely behind. Royal Mail has welcomed the law change this week, which now extends beyond the Garden Gate. It says it will offer better protection to its workers. The head of Aylesbury Grammar School has apologised after a picture of three of its students blacked up and dressed as the Jamaican bobsleigh team appeared on Twitter. The students were at a film-themed Leavers event and decided to go as the cast of Cool Runnings. The school removed the picture after receiving complaints. The home furnishings chain Paul Simon is to close its last 22 shops with the loss of over 200 jobs. They include stores in Aylesbury, Milton Keynes, Stevenage and Watford. In sport, Luton have made their first summer signing. Defender Kirtley Williams joins from Lowestoft, who won the Ryman Premier Division playoffs. The weather dry and sunny, a maximum temperature 23 degrees Celsius and remaining warm and sunny over the weekend. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's nice and it's full of history as you walk around. And all this week we're featuring Hatfield. Plenty to do for the children. I've seen changes over the years but it's a good place to live. It's all about where you live. It's not the right size. It's, it's not overbearing. Give it a go. Why not? It could be the make of your... The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. If you've just tuned in, you missed the last 15 minutes. It was, um... It was, um... It was uncomfortable, that's the word. It was uncomfortable. Which, if I'm honest, is my favourite type of radio. Not necessarily my favourite type of radio to do. Don't like being uncomfortable. It's my favourite type of radio to listen to. We were speaking to Darkus Howe, a man who um, I have, I had, no, I still have an awful lot of respect for. It was very odd. If you missed it, it'll be in the podcast. Don't worry. We're talking about that because of uh, some uh, young people at school have uh, been branded racist for blacking up as the bobsleigh team from Cool Runnings. Well, is it racist or is it a bit of fun? Sorry to all the Facebook people, I didn't get a chance to put your points to Mr Howe. Other things we're talking about include young carers and terrified posties. I suspect Justin Dealey and I will be having a row about dogs later on. If you want to take part, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. I will read out your Facebook comments, or some of them at least, don't worry. Or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. That was odd, wasn't it, Catherine? Yes. That wasn't what I expected. uh, No, we didn't even really get into the discussion. It seemed to go off on on a tangent, which is, I'm, I'm fine to do, but I would have liked to have had the discussion. And it seemed to get really personal. And what's interesting... 
we all make assumptions about people. Of course we do. I'm fully aware of, of, of Darkest Hour. I used to watch um, The Devil's Advocate. Yeah. It was brilliant on The Devil's Advocate. Razor sharp, formidable, bit terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And I um, am uh, aware of uh, a significant part of his work, his, his anti-racism work he's done, and I fully applaud that. Uh, and uh, uh, I was surprised. You're right. I was surprised by the assumptions. The your people referring to me and white people, uh, linking me with Nigel Farage. He said himself he doesn't know who I am, which is fine. But um, to then make assumptions that when I speak to black people, I expect them to be bowing and scraping. What? Mr Houser, I find that very offensive. 08459 555555. Petra's in Luton. Morning, Petra. Good morning, Ian. Petra, what would you like to say? Well, I just wanted to um, applaud you, Ian, for holding your own with Mr. Howe this morning. Um, I'm speaking as a, as a middle-aged black woman. Right. And um, I think Mr. Howe let himself down completely. Tell me why. Your, because you, he was on the phone to talk to you about this issue of uh, the young white kids that are blacked up for their end of, you know, end of school celebrations. And the, interview, the actual discussion was nothing about that at all. Mm. In my opinion, he was talking about his own feelings towards um, the whole um, nationality of, of, of white people, which I find, as a black woman, quite offensive. I was genuinely um, shocked, Pe- Petra, by the term your people, because I, if I say yeah. that to you as, as a black woman, hey, Petra, your people all think this. Mm-hmm. I'd be... I would I'd be- Absolutely offended. Of course you would. And I, you I would be about? holed up in front of my boss today. At best, uh, yeah. I, I'd um, get a, a suspension. At worst, I'd get the boots. Yeah. You yeah. can't do it. And, yeah. and, I, and, and all of the things he was complaining about, and I'm a, I, I have been a big fan of, of Mr House in the past, the, the, yeah. the, the, the lazy language that often white people are, are accused of using towards black people, he was doing yeah. all of that towards me, exactly. which seems odd. And yet he felt he could get away with that. Yeah. And I'm calling to tell you that he was absolutely out of order. And his, I just wanted to say, you know, that his comments on the radio this morning, they do not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They don't represent yeah. what my people <laughs> believe in. If Your people, yes. Yeah, we don't agree with him. Petra- we do not, and I as a woman do not agree with what he has just said. He's let himself down. Um, he agreed to come on the radio and talk to you this morning. Yeah. And it was almost as though you woke him up out of bed to insult him. That, all, that- of our, all of our guests, uh, unless there's been a huge cock-up, and I know there wasn't for this, all of our guests are told what time they'll be on and they're told what mm-hmm. we're talking about and, and a few of the questions will be thrown at them so they have... That's right. Have, Petra, I'm and glad you said that because it's left me feeling yeah. very uncomfortable. No, no, no. And also, as, as an educated man, as he purports himself to be, he should have done his research and, you know, found out who he was going to be talking to yeah. before before coming out with the tirade that he did. Petra, so, very quickly, well Ian, thank you well. very much. You're very kind. Very quickly, I, let, I'm, I'm going to try and bring this back on, on topic if we can. Uh, the, the, these young people blacking up to be the, 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 the bobsleigh team from Cool Runnings, what's your thoughts on that? I giggled when I, when I heard about it. I just giggled. You know, um, the way I see it, they're celebrating... You know, the, the, the number of colours that there are in the world. If they were Chinese, would they have yellowed up? You know, if they were Asian, would they have lightened up a mm. little bit? You know, 
Petra, we all need to lighten up a little bit. Thank you very much, because that, that whole... The, 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 the 10 to 7 section uh, left me feeling very uncomfortable. But, Petra, th- thank you. Oh, wait, 459-455-555. I'm just moving on, because I've got another story to do. But thank you for your call. Central Bedfordshire is one of the first places to introduce a scheme to help young carers balance their home lives with school. The Children's Society and the Carers' Trust found that tens of thousands of young carers are lagging behind in lessons. The Young Carers in Schools programme will help teachers spot them before they start struggling. We can speak now to Maxine McGilligott from uh, Houghton Regis, whose daughter Holly cares for her. Morning, Maxine. Good morning. Maxine, tell me uh, a bit about Holly. How old is she? Uh, she's ten, going on twenty. Oh, blimey, is she? <laughs> why, does it, why is she caring for you? What's your situation? Um, I've got MS, I'm afraid. Oh, mate, my mum has MS, so I'm I am fully aware of, of aware what, of it, yeah, yeah, of what that can entail. And and um, what what is your MS like? What does it stop you from doing? Um, it depends. It can differ. Um, it progresses as you're mm. aware. Um, at the moment, I'm suffering from a terrible back that's affecting my walking, so I can't walk very far at all or stand for very long. Mm. Um, I get very tired very easily, so um, I try, I'm very stubborn, so I try and do what I can, but it's, it, you know, when you've got a chronic illness, it's very difficult. And it's an illness as well that is that changes from day to day, doesn't it? You could be fine, you could be fine one day and then knock for six the next day, can't you? That's it, exactly, um, and it, it obviously, psychologically, it affects you as well. Mm. So Holly's ten, mm-hmm. what kind of stuff does she help you with? Well, there's only me. I'm a single parent. Yeah. Uh, dad left, so there's only me and her. So and the dog, and um, she lives with me twenty four seven. I have carers, mm. ten and a half hours a week, that help me a Monday to Friday cooking an evening meal. Holly helps me about the house when I have accidents, when I can't pick things up. Mm. Um, she has to make a bed, although that's a constant battle, but that's probably her age as well. Um, yes, and she, she, she's, um, she's my other half, mm. basically. I speak to her. She, she sees me every day. She knows more than anybody else what I go through, what I'm going through, and she worries about it. Mm. Uh, uh, Maxine, if you don't mind, I'm going to ask some questions that might be a bit uncomfortable. If you don't want to answer them, tell me. Okay. Do you um, feel uh, guilty in any way for... Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the right phrase and I can't. Do you feel guilty for putting these, this responsibility on the shoulders of a 10-year-old? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, and I, I, I feel guilty about having MS with my family because my family lives close as well. Um, they do what they can. But, no, I do feel guilty, very guilty, that I don't... I try to help that she retains her childhood for as long as possible. I yeah. don't want her to be, you know, this young adult. And how are you doing that? How are you... How are you? Because 10 is very young, isn't it? It how, is. How are you helping her retain her childhood? Well, I have... Te- as I said to you, I have 10 and a half hours. Um, that helps me cooking, um, maintaining the house, cleaning. Um... I just, the main reason, I mean, I was very stubborn at the time Mm. and I didn't want to give in to the care, but I I got, we got to the stage where I had to and I realised it was detrimental to Holly as opposed more to me because she was seeing me suffering, trying to stand and cook, 
you know, and I was crying and mm. I couldn't cope. So I gave in to that um, two, two years ago now. And it's been a godsend because I can spend time with her now, mm. reading, going through her homework, which I didn't before because I was just so tired. Strug- struggling to cope with, with everyday life. And everything, yeah. And I'm I'm sitting there wondering about, oh, you know, who's going to do my housework? Who's going to do who's going to do the cooking? And do you you? What are your fears about how this will affect her? Because because young kids are great, aren't they? At pretending everything's all right, but but carrying um, uh, a lot of guilt or responsibility or or sadness inside them, aren't they? Definitely. Um being a young carer, when she was at her lower school, they had somebody that would come and sit in her school and talk to her, and I would, became aware of things um, that I, I, wasn't, I didn't, wasn't aware of. She wouldn't tell me because she didn't wor- want to worry me. Like when she goes to school, because she worries because I'm here on my own if I fall over because she has seen me fall over. Yeah. You know, and that was a big shock to me because... You don't want your, your child going to school worrying about you all day. It should be the other way round, you know. This Young Carers in Schools programme is going to help teachers spot uh, young carers before they start struggling. Do, do you think this is going to help Holly? Or, or is Holly d- d- kind of well looked after at school anyway? Um, there's been a change of schools, obviously, as she's grown older. She's in a... Um, uh, I think it's secondary school now. Mm. I, I'm, I lose track because they've changed it. And when they're lower school, they used to come. The young carers used to go down there um, once, I think it was once every four weeks, and go and see her mm. and speak to her. And it was in a, like, a friendly atmosphere. They would do games and everything. And, and just if she wanted to talk about anything concerning anything, she could talk about it. Mm. And then they'd speak to me after and said if there was any issues. And... That is what I'm saying. This sort of thing would help people. Mm. As a parent, especially when you're dealing with an illness that you live with on a day-to-day basis, and I'm only speaking from experience and I'm on my own, um, it's things that you wouldn't necessarily, you could neglect or you don't necessarily think of, you know? Maxine, we, I, I could talk to you for so much longer. We're out of time. I really appreciate you sharing your story with us, and, and best of luck to, to you and Holly. It sounds like you've got a star there. I have. Definitely. Yeah. Well done, you, Maxine. Thank you very much indeed. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. If you want to take part, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Delays on the M25, one lane's blocked on the clockwise side, 25 to 26, Enfield round towards Waltham Abbey, all because of a breakdown. It's actually not causing much of a queue at the moment, I can see on the speed sensors. Uh, Anti-clockwise, though, is particularly heavy, 21 to 20, and then it's really slow, 17 to 16, approaching the M40. In Hoddesdon, the Hartford Road stays closed between College Road and West Hill Road after an accident. On to Shillington in Bedfordshire, the Shillington Road is partially blocked, and Marcus Hill has their vehicles broken down there. On the Flying through the three counties. If you're heading into London, the Circle Line's running with severe delays because of a signal failure earlier this morning. James Wally, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, James. I've just, I've just been handed two chocolate eclairs. Thanks, girl boss. No, lady boss. My boy calls them boy boss and lady boss. Kelly's just been handed two chocolate eclairs. This is nuts. Hi. These are the headlines. Our boss has just brought us cake. She also bought us apple juice. What? Yeah. The, ap, apple juice? 
Yeah. I love apple juice. Thank you, boss. creep. <laughs> you terrible creep, Kelly. Very kind. Thank you, Lady Boss. Uh, morning, it's 7.17. It's Friday the 16th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A new scheme is being launched to alert teachers to the thousands of children who provide care for family members. Central Bedfordshire Council is one of the first local authorities in England to implement the Young Carers in Schools programme. A man has been arrested on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving after yesterday's crash on the M11 on the Hertfordshire-Essex border, in which two people died. The road only reopened this morning. And the head of Aylesbury Grammar has, uh, school, uh, sorry, the head of Aylesbury Grammar School has apologised after a picture of three of its students blacked up and dressed as the Jamaican bobsleigh team appeared on Twitter. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from 12. Nick Coffer brings you... Why did Wet 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 break up? You know, it, it surprised me that it, that it lasted so long, but I think there's always going to be something that trips you up. Great guests. Emiron King's charity is celebrating its fifth anniversary after changing many young people's lives. Great music. This is the Drifters kissing in the back row of the movies. Hello to Adam, who has messaged me, so I'm playing some great tunes today. Great conversations. I'm in the library in Houghton Regis as part of our big tour. A lot of Houghton Regis was mainly 18th, 19th century. There was a big fire in the 1600s, which burnt the village out. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. I've just had a a, a tweet from someone um, about the interview with Darker South. You missed it? Uh, It's going to be in the podcast, and when the podcast will be up today. And uh, someone's tweeted me, Darker South is being racist. He knows that, doesn't he? I I don't know about being racist, but he was certainly using the the lazy language that um, racists... Or people who are not racist but just don't think, use, talking about your people when addressing me. Uh, linking me in with Nigel Farage. Doesn't he? He's no idea what my politics are. Uh, um, saying that when I talk to black people, I expect them to be bowing and scraping. Yeah, he said that. It's really odd. I'm really disappointed, Mr Howe. Really disappointed. 08459 555. Nathaniel's in Dunstable. Good morning, Nathaniel. Good morning, Ian. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. This story, uh, some school kids, they blacked up as the cool runnings um, uh, bobsleigh team from the film. Uh, yeah. What do you think about that? I think it's uh, it's getting a bit silly now, to be honest. Uh, situations like this pop up um, all the time, and we seem to be jumping on it as a society. And uh, And what I would call highlighting racism rather than actually dealing with it. And... Uh, these kids, they were having some fun. That's all they were doing. They were highlighting what I would call a great, uh, iconic film that not only black people, but white people, Asian people, and all races enjoy and and find quite funny. And, and that's all they were doing. I don't see why we have to uh, to jump on it as such a negative, negative, negative view. Sean, I have to ask a question that I wouldn't normally ask, so please, um, I apologise in advance. Uh, Nathaniel, sorry, I don't bother looking at the yeah. wrong thing. Nathaniel, are you black or white? I'm a black. I'm 26 years old. I'm a black, black, uh, black man. Okay, so I, I hope you understand why why it's probably appropriate for me to ask that in, course, in, in yes, this context. Uh, yeah. You don't think it that, that in any way it's demeaning or patronising for for, for for white kids to do this? Of course not. I think there is a time and there's a place mm. for things like this. And in this content context, it's uh, it's fun. It's what they're doing is highlighting what I would call an iconic film. Mm. And, and it's a good film. 
It is a great film. It's, it's one of John Candy's find it, finest. It, there you go. And and for us to, to jump on it in such a negative way, you, all you're doing is scaring people. So people out, you know, everyone out there, they're not going to know about the film, are they? They're mm. not going to, you're not, you're highlighting such a negative point when it is, it is a positive point. Nathaniel, thank you very much indeed. Let's just do a couple of, uh, a couple of Facebook comments at random. Johnny says, this is ridiculous. If they hadn't blacked up, they would have been laughed out. The cast are black. This is not racist. The country is a joke. Uh, PC has gone mad. Um, Swadencia says, come on, it was just a bit of fun and not them being racist. I recall the movie White Chicks, where two of the Wayan brothers who are black dressed up like two White girls, is that racist? And one more, Pete says, nobody complain when Michael Jackson whited up. I'm not sure that's quite the same thing. Maybe I should, maybe I should scan these things uh, a little bit better before I read them. Call 08459 555 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Dogs attacking postmen. We seem to do this story every three months. And it keeps going on and on and on. Well, the laws have changed. From now on, if your dog attacks the postie, you could be looking at a prison sentence of up to anybody, anybody, 14 years. Even if it happens on private land. Latest figures show at least 80 postmen and women were attacked by dogs in beds, hearts and bugs between 20 12 and 13. Well, earlier on, we heard from Hemel Hempstead Postie John Thwaites. He's sick of being bitten. Well, I've been bitten eight times out on delivery. Wow. Most of them are our minor bites, i.e. bruising and things, but it is extremely frightening. So you say minor, you've still been bitten on eight separate occasions. What's been the most terrifying of those eight? Actually, the one was where previously another postman had gone on around and he'd been bitten and uh, was drawn blood. Uh, I was on the round the following week and the three dogs that attacked the previous uh, postman came up and started having a go at me. Unfortunately I lashed out and, and kicked one of them so they then run away. Yeah. Would you feel sorry for these owners because they could be prosecuted. For, for argument's sake they could leave a door open and that dog is just protecting their home. Uh, do you have any sympathy for the owners? It might be a, sli- a slight slip in that you might leave your door open but the dog has attacked someone and done injury to that person I mean, alright, I'm a big strong lad and like I said I've been bitten eight times but I've watched a dog mm-hmm. attack a paper girl we can only do so much. It's now down to the owners to become responsible. Well, Sean Davis is Royal Mail's safety and well-being director Sean, how, how big a problem is this? Dog attacks are a significant hazard for our, our postmen and women on a daily basis. Between April 2012 and April 2013, uh, there were uh, over 2,400 attacks. And as you quite rightly said, um, 80, over 80 of those attacks are in your um, local postcode, in your listeners' area. So it is a national and a local issue that we need to uh, to address. Uh, Sean, what do we mean by an attack? Is it Can that include just posties being chased off? Or is it, you know, a dog gripping around the ankle and not letting go? In this case, these are attacks. So this is where there's been a, a contact with the dog and, a, and an individual. And I think, um, as, uh, as the previous um, segment showed then, um, people still talk about these attacks as minor, um, but anything where any of our people are, are, are injured is certainly not minor in the eyes of, of Royal Mail. It's a serious issue for us to look at. Do you think this, this change in the law is going to make a difference? The, sen- the, the possible prison sentence is up from two years to 14 years. Is that, is that going to help? 
Well, I think Royal Mail are pro-responsible ownership, not anti-dog. And this legislation will help us to continue to work with our customers that are in that responsible ownership camp, but also give us the opportunity to uh, work with the relevant enforcement authorities to address people who are not responsible owners. Because let's not forget, this is not a postman or woman issue. This is any, any community worker, anybody that's out there in the public is now protected by this new legislation. Why do the figures for dog attacks differ, Sean? There are fewer attacks in St Albans and Harpenden in comparison to Milton Keynes and Bedford. Yeah, I, I think um, if you were to look at this over a longer period of time, as you would expect any statistics, there will be peaks and troughs. Um, I think if you were to look at it on a national picture, again, we see uh, obviously more uh, variation in figures depending on uh, rural areas, non-rural rural areas. Um, so there's there's no real answer for that. I suppose the main issue is that this is still a tax in, uh, these attacks are happening in, in areas that we live in, that people like me, you and all your listeners live in. It's, it's a real issue for us. We've heard about problems uh, delivering mail to some people living in uh, Cherry Gardens in Sawbridgeworth because one dog has attacked a postman three times. That means that the whole street has to suffer. I think in, in individual cases, we look at what well, we do look at every individual attack on its own merit, and where there isn't um, appropriate action being taken by the owner, we do need to suspend deliveries to protect our postmen and women. And um, we found that in those cases, uh, some of the best supporters for uh, getting local for getting irresponsible dog owners to uh, take action have been. Um, neighbours and other people in the community and whilst it is unfortunate that we do have to suspend deliveries to streets in some cases, we do need to protect our people and if that's one of the steps we have to take then that's one of the steps we take There are some people listening, Sean, who say come on, look, it, it, it's a dog it's, if, it's, if a dog is out in its front garden or the front door is left open then, you know, you can't really hold the owner responsible well, I think this new legislation does close that, that, um, that what was a previously a legal loophole around where an attack was on private or public property. I think this legislation tightens things up for us all. Um, and I suppose we need to look at this from the perspective of the, of the injured, of the injured per- person, not just the postman in this case, the said community workers. And if you look over, uh, if you look back over the last couple of years, we've had some really high-profile cases where people have been killed by dogs, and I understand it might be frustrating for dog owners. I'm a a dog owner myself, but with this legislation it will mean that we can encourage the um, the irresponsible dog owners to step up and think about the implications of what they might not be doing. Sean, it's great to have you on as always. Maybe one day we'll be uh, talking about the day when we can all live in peace and harmony and there are no dog attacks on postmen. 08459 555. There can't be anybody, apart from Justin Dealey, who objects to this change in the law? Can there? If your dog attacks someone on your property and it's a postman, it's someone doing their job, it's a newspaper boy or girl these days, unbelievable, uh, then the dog owner is responsible and could possibly go to prison. It's a great idea, isn't it? Or are you one of those apologists who thinks it's another attack on well-meaning dog owners and my dog would never do anything like that? 08459 555 BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, let's get the latest uh, travel with James. James, please take your time because I'm going to be eating a chocolate eclair while you're doing this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Thanks, Ed. Well, the M25 is busy anti-clockwise, 21 to 20 towards Kings Langley. And then usual delays, in fact, really slow, 17 to 16, Maple Cross down to the M40. But clockwise, 25 to 26, the breakdown earlier, which was uh, blocking off a lane, has been recovered now. The M1's not too bad, certainly busy, but all moving down towards the M25. A1 into London is slow towards Mill Hill Circus. Now, just being told that uh, it's slow in Chesant on College Road, particularly slow from the A10 towards Winston Churchill Way on the speed sensors. Uh, Shillington Road is partially blocked with a breakdown at Marquis Hill and to the trains. So a good service across the three counties. Uh, no problems now for the Circle Line in London. James Wally, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A new scheme is being launched to alert teachers to the thousands of children who provide care for family members. Central Bedfordshire Council is one of the first local authorities in England to implement the Young Carers in Schools programme. A man has been arrested on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving after yesterday's crash on the M11 on the Hertfordshire-Essex border in which two people died. The road only reopened this morning. And the head of Aylesbury Grammar School has apologised after a picture of three of its students blacked up and dressed as the Jamaican bobsleigh team, appeared on Twitter. The students were at a film-themed Leavers event and decided to go as the cast of Cool Runnings. The school removed the picture after receiving complaints. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Town have made their first summer signing. Defender Kirtley Williams joins from Lowestoft, who won the Ryman Premier Division playoffs. The right-back, who's 24, was in the Ipswich Academy and has signed a two-year deal. Meanwhile, meanwhile, striker Mark Cullen has signed a new three-year contract. Wickham right-back Marvin McCoy is leaving the club after Wanderers decided against offering him a new contract. And Rotherham will play Leighton Orient in the League One playoff final. The South Yorkshire side beat Preston 3-1 last night to go through 4-2 on aggregate. Boxing promoter Frank Warren believes Hatfield's Billy Joe Saunders is favourite to become the first ever British fighter from the travelling community to become a world champion. The middleweight fights for the European title in July. If he wins, he'll become the mandatory challenger for the WBO world title. He will go into the number one spot in the WBO if he beats uh, Blandemura. It's a tough fight for him. Blandemura has 22 fights undefeated. Uh, Billy's 19 and 0, so you've got two guys going in and undefeated. He's got to come for it. He's got to win it well, and if he does do that, then he'll fight for the title. He'll fight the world title this year. Olympic long jump champion Greg Rutherford has once again defended his recent British record-breaking jump. Rival Chris Tomlinson had questioned the validity of the jump in America, but the Milton Keynes athlete says he's ignoring the criticism. As I understand it, it's a perfectly legal competition with perfectly legal everything there, so I wouldn't really understand if there was a problem. Now individuals having an issue due to a video that's been seen, I mean, again, I can't influence those people and I'll just let them get on with it and do and say as, as they like, really. And in tennis, Andy Murray will face the world number one, Rafael Nadal, for the first time since 2011 in the quarterfinals of the Italian Open. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three well, Counties Radio. It's been one of those shows... It's been one of those shows, if you missed... Uh, the first, well, the, the first hour, you would have missed a very interesting conversation with um, uh, Darker Sal about racism. What should have been a, a, a little uh, look into his mind about whether some young people blacking up to uh, portray the bobsleigh team from the film Cool Runnings was racist or not. 
turned into, um, well, several people have accused him of being racist towards me. I don't know if that necessarily is the case. Let me read some of these texts we've got here. Hang on a second. Uh, Noreen says, Ian, don't worry, he's an ignorant, silly man who made me, a black woman, feel very ashamed. Stuart from St Albans, what an angry old man Darkus was. He's the opposite of a white racist. Uh, I think he sounds more racist than a few kids trying to have an innocent laugh. Lynn from Hemel, Darkus, Nigel Farage is not racist. Stop listening to the smear campaign. UKIP welcomes members from all ethnicities. Here's an interesting one from Anil. I'm an Indian. As far as I'm concerned, it is not racist. And if coloured people do not like it, then why don't they go back to their own country? Yeah, that's, that's what he says. Yes, Catherine. Oh, sorry. That's what he says. And his name is? Anil. I'm Indian. As far as I'm concerned, it is not racist. And if coloured people do not like it, then why don't they go back to their own country? Um, okay. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Let's, we, we, let's not batter on and bang on about um, Darkest How. If you missed it, it will be in the podcast. It will be up later on today. Uh, l- let's try and focus on the story, which is four young white boys blacked up for a party. They pretended to be the characters from the um, hit movie Cool Runnings. Is that racist? That's the, that's the simple question, isn't it? That is a simple question. Basically. Would you do it? Dress up as Cool Runnings. Yes, I've never seen it. It's, oh, it's funny. I mean, it's silly. Did it inspire me to want to dress up? Possibly not. No, I don't think I would. I don't think. Mm, I don't think I would. But not because I'm worried about offending anybody. I went to a party um, the other week, and the Spice Girls were there. And yes, there was one man dressed as uh, Scary Spice, and he wasn't a black man. Did he black up? Yeah. So you were at a racist party. Was it a racist party? I don't know. You were there. Tell me. We all did think flipping egg, but he's Australian. Now, can I? Australia, um, uh, they do, um, some people think Australia's a racist country. Some people think they're not quite caught up with everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Some people. 08459 four double five five double five. Leslie's in Luton. Good morning, Leslie. Uh, good morning, Ian. Leslie, what, what can we do for thee? Yeah, um, you, you know, kids do, um, Baker at school. The kids do what? Sorry, I was about to... I took my headphones off because I was going to try and take my jacket off while you spoke to me. I can do it this way. Okay. The kids do bakery at school, do they? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, and my granddaughter, um, she did some bakery um, the other day. Yeah. And when she got all the ingredients together, took it to school, the teacher told her she cannot use her in- ingredients. Um, um, it has to be ham, bacon, or chicken tikka. Well, uh, it has to be ham, bacon, or chicken tikka? In cones, yeah. I thought cones would consist of black currants and um, raisins. I've got. Hang on a second, Lizzie. I'm very confused here. What, what, was, what, was, what did, was she supposed to be making? Scones. Scones? scones? Yeah. Chicken, t- sugar chicken yeah. tikka scones? Yeah, that's what, that's what she did in the, in, 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 in the end. She did chicken tikka scones? Yeah, that, that shocked me a bit. Sc- sh- sh- Hang on a second, Lizzie, I'm confused. She made scones with yeah. chicken tikka in. With chicken tikka, with curry powder. That is dis- that is disgusting. What a disgusting thing to make. It, well, it tastes horrible, I think. That, I no, mean, it I does, think... it's a scone that's got chicken tikka in it. I can imagine exactly <laughs> what it tastes like. It tastes, and she, she weren't too happy. No one likes her <laughs> scones. <laughs> How old is she, Leslie? She's 11 coming on 12. Oh, bless her. She, she's made these scones and brought them back, thinking the whole family's going to go, nice one. We've got scones. Yeah. And they, everyone's gone, oh, they're horrible. Yeah, yeah. Why? 
I'm confused on so many levels here. But why, why chicken tikka or bacon scones? Why, why would I anyone don't know. make I've that? Never, I've never heard of it. And secondly, Leslie, why are you telling me about it? No, I just want you to put it out there if, if anyone ever come across right. such okay. nonsense. We're gonna, we're, no, it, it is nonsense, Leslie. You're absolutely right. I'm going to put it out there. Has anybody ever in their lives, and it sounds like you've lived a long time, Leslie? Yeah, six, six to one year. I thought so. Has anybody ever come across uh, a chicken tikka scones? Has, has anybody um, ever eaten such a disgusting thing I, in their life? Can, can I say a little, uh, one more little thing? Please do, sir. Can that little red Indian boy um 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 seek some light? Sorry, are you again? You've you've lost me. The, the the little red Indian boy. Yeah, that's phoning about blacks who go back to their country. They're oh, that was that was Anil. I don't know. I don't think he's red Indian. I think he's from the uh, the, the uh, Indian subcontinent. Well, to me, he's, he's red. End of story. Thank you very much indeed. I've not got a clue what's going on. Anybody? I don't think Anil's red. I don't think we got red Indians. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. Right. Because he's coloured. Okay. Thank you. Because because he used the word coloured. Thank you, uh, Catherine. Catherine's doing a, a lot of clearing up in my left ear this morning. Not because of the detritus in there. Because I haven't got a clue what's going on, and she just keeps popping up and whispering in my ear. Uh, has anybody ever had chicken chicken tikka scones? What fresh hell is this? That poor girl. She's 11 and she's brought them for her grandpa and her mum and her dad and they've all gone, oh, that's disgusting! You know who I'm blaming for this? Heston Blumenthal, right? <laughs> Him and his weird ideas. He thinks he's the Willy Wonka of cookery. Do you know why I'm laughing? Why? You look like hair. Princess Leia with your hair. That looks brilliant. She wants to. Now it looks that looks brilliant. There we go. That's better. That doesn't Normal. Look, doesn't look so brilliant. Now I'm going to have to t- cut you off. Oh. There we go. Uh, Richard and Stevenage. Morning, Richard. Morning, Richard. What would you like to say, sir? Um, Darkest. I uh, just, just wanted to say that um, I don't think he's done his cause any good uh, regarding the uh, anti-racism campaign. Tell me why. Um, just by the way that when he came on the radio, the first thing he wanted to do is attack, and um, he's. he's He's painted everyone with the same brush, uh, much like what we've been discussed before, as um, sort of like ca- casual racism from white towards black people. It's almost as if he's done exactly the, the opposite. And uh, I thought it was completely wrong. Yeah, it was... Uh... <sighs> I don't think he, he he did whatever cause it is. I don't, I don't think he did. I don't think he did himself any favours. Certainly, by by using he, he referred to to me uh, uh, and white people as your people. Whereas if I'd done that to a black person, I would certainly uh, be, be be picked up on it. He, he linked me with Nigel Farage, having admitted he had no idea who I am or what my politics are. Um, and he said that when when I speak to black people, I probably expect them to be bowing and scraping. When I, 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 I just well, felt, I felt it was a little bit lazy, Richard. That's, that's what I mean. If, if, if you're, I mean, I, I haven't followed his work to be, to be perfectly honest. I'm only going on what, 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 how you introduced him. But if you're some uh, ambassador for um, racism campaigns, then you want people to warm to you, and by by attacking people and being lazy with your language doesn't help. I mean, he, he wants people of of all colours and all communities to to fight against racism and by attacking um, a, a group or I'm, I'm going to say by attacking white people in, the, in this sense I don't think it's done him any favours or is going to help get 
more people on board with the cause. Richard, thank you very much, uh, indeed. Lots of calls this morning. We, we'll squeeze them in. I'm just keeping that bit short because I want to go to... Uh, to J Dog. Morning, Justin. Hello, Ian. Incredible radio, by the way, in the first hour. Anybody who missed that interview with Darkus Howe, the writer, broadcaster, an anti racism campaigner, please go on the iPlayer and listen to that again. I was in my car. I could not believe what I was hearing. It really was, couldn't. It's, it, it's made the podcast today. Mm. It'll be in the podcast. It was, um, it was uncomfortable. It was think, unusual yeah, to, to, to hear that from somebody who was a, yeah. an anti-racism campaigner um, turning the screw on you almost for, for asking what I thought was a, a standard question. I didn't even get to the tricky question. <laughs> exactly. The reason we're talking about this, there is, a, there is a big story. The head of Aylesbury Grammar School has apologised after a picture of three of its students blacked up and dressed as the Jamaican bobsleigh team appeared on Twitter. The students were at a film-themed Leavers event and decided to go as the cast of Cool Runnings. Justin, uh, we've been asking people... To this morning. Is it racist? Yep. Is it a bit of fun? I, I'm, I'll have another quick look at Facebook to see if, if the, the, the opinion has changed. But when I looked earlier, everyone said, oh, for goodness sakes, get over it. Yeah, one-way traffic. Well, uh, this morning, I'm in Hatfield, uh, the home of the big tour. Yes, I know it's not Aylesbury, but of course, uh, uh, the debate still stands. Is it racist or just fun? Um, I've been talking to black members of the community here in Hatfield, and here's what they've had to say. And good morning. You've heard about this story. Is it racist or just a bit of fun? I think it's just a bit of fun. Mm. Yeah. If there's racist intent behind it, then yes, it's racist. Mm -hmm. But I think people are just a little bit too um, sensitive at times. So if you went to a party and you saw three white men dressed up as black men, you wouldn't even look twice? No. Well, I might look at them and think, weirdos. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, I wouldn't be offended at all. So weirdos, but not racist? Weirdos, not racist. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Well, here's Kurt. Kurt, you're originally from Grenada, now living here in Hatfield. Um, three boys going to a party and blacking up. Do you think that's racist? Not at all. Not at all, no. I just... I don't think that's racist at all. I just think that's... It, it, the theme was the films and leaving do. And they were in... Just the same way they, they, they do it in films. Mm-hmm. They get into character. It's just getting into character. The same. If someone wears Hulk, they paint himself green. Well, we had a guest on earlier on who got very worked up about this. Um, why do you think that so many people could be offended by this? I ain't got, I, I ain't got a clue. I just, it's just so, I, I can't understand the, the, the root of it. Maybe if I hear an argument and think, but, but still, it's... You just can't see it at all, can I you? I can't see it at all this morning. Why, why somebody would think, because certain kids dressed up, painting himself black, is a racist thing i can't see that rena what do you think about this story is it racist or just a bit of fun i think it's a bit of fun just a bit of fun i mean every single black person i'm talking to this morning is saying exactly the same as you do you know anybody who might be offended by this there would be people out there who'd be offended by it but i see you know as far as i see it it's just having a bit of fun Mm. so so why do you think people might be offended by it then because i can't find any so far I really don't know, but, you know, we all think differently. So um, some people might think, you know, it's just being racist, but I just think, you know, if they, you know, you can have black people doing the same thing, Mm. you know, painting themselves white, and what what do you say then? Have you ever seen that, though? Um, No, I haven't, no. (laughs) I haven't, no. Just a bit of fun as far as you're concerned, and cool runnings. What a fantastic film that was. 
Well, I haven't seen it, so oh, I can't... I'm going to lend you my DVD. <laughs> Thank you. It's that good. Have a good weekend. Take care. Same to you. Well, of course, the Wayans brothers did it in White Chicks. Mm, they, they did. Up. And in yes. reference to that gentleman, I don't, I don't think Hulk is a race. <laughs> I know there's Hulk and there's She-Hulk. I think that's pretty much it. I think uh, there are only two Hulks. It's a very good point, but I'm delighted with that reaction because um, I was hoping that people were going to say that because some people can get very worked up over what some people would see as, as nothing. Um, Darkest Howe was certainly very angry this morning, but the people here in Hatfield, yeah. the black members of the community seeing this as, as just a bit of fun. And do and, and, you know what? That's what's interesting, because it's easy for us as white middle-class people mm. to go, oh, for goodness sakes, get yep. over it. Or, or even, you know, white middle-class people going, oh my gosh, it's disgusting. Yep. It, 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 it's different if, you know, if you're a member of the black community. Absolutely, which is why this morning I shall be continuing to talk to, to black members of the community, because that there may be somebody, and again, those pieces there haven't been edited, we haven't nope. found anybody who, who has been offended, but again, I shall continue to talk to people here and if they do see this as a major problem, uh, we'll ask them why they do. Justin, I, we'll, we'll, we'll plug your show a little bit later on. Congratulations on your listening figures, by the way. Thank you very much. Um, you've now got someone actually listening to it, so that's, that's a great start. Uh, but I, I, I've got to talk to you about Postman and Dogs later on. Yes, Can yes. we do that? Yeah, no problem. I, 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 we need to have this out. Yeah. I disagree very, very strongly with you. Okay, boss, and by the way, yes. um, I, I don't know whose these are, but um, um, there's seven pairs of, of socks in the radio car. Uh, from Primark. Any ideas on, on who they could be? That is disgusting. And new? Disgusting. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting in Bedfordshire, the Shillington Road in Shillington's partially blocked to Marquis Hill because of a breakdown. The A1, usual congestion, southbound towards the Black Cat roundabout. Some delays on the A10 passing Chesham we've seen on the speed sensors, uh, particularly slow down towards the M25. And then into London through Enfield is also very heavy. A1 into London towards Mill Hill Circus is slow. And there are delays on the A40. If you're heading up towards the Polish War Memorial, uh, this is again into the capital. There's an accident just before the Polish War Memorial. That's the cause of the queue from the Swakley's roundabout. Anti-clockwise M25 is slow towards Junction 16 for the M40 and delays of up to 20 minutes on Virgin trains at the moment. There are signalling problems between MK Central and Rugby. James Woolley, BBC Three Counters Radio. James, thank you very much indeed. Excellent stuff. 7.47 exactly. It's Friday the 16th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A new scheme is being used is being launched to alert teachers to the thousands of children who provide care for family members. Central Bedfordshire Council is one of the first local authorities in England to implement the Young Carers in Schools programme. The head of Aylesbury Grammar School has apologised after a picture of three of its students, blacked up and dressed as the Jamaican bobsleigh team, appeared on Twitter. And the M11 has reopened this morning on the Hertfordshire-Essex border after yesterday's crash in which two people died. 08459 455. Five double five. More of your calls after the weather. With Kelly Betts. Beds, hearts, and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Sup. Largely dry and warm. With Start the weather with what's up. Yeah, it's cool. Largely dry and warm with sunny spells today and throughout the weekend. It's good news, isn't it? Uh, there's a small chance of an isolated heavy shower, though, but that's in the far north during the afternoon. Although almost all places will remain completely dry and it will feel warm in the sunshine, obviously, with light and variable winds. Maximum temperature of 23 degrees Celsius and tonight will be dry with variable amounts of cloud and some clear spells. How do you know that stuff? I just know off the top of my head. I just sensed it when I went outside. You're fantastic. 
BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Some of the clubs are nice. My Bolsh club's a good, nice club. Inviting everyone to where you live. I came here with my parents, came when the big industry started. And all this week, we're featuring Hatfield. When you're out of Hatfield, you do miss it, because it's our little town. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. Spent a load of money making a big monkey thing over there and then closed it down the day it was opened. The big tour. I've lived here all my life. Enough. I enjoy it. From BBC Three Counties Radio. Just found out that uh, there is also a red Hulk. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. I nearly read that out. You know, I just read what's ever on the screen in front of me. Now we've heard this week how it will cost Toddington Parish Council over eight thousand pounds to clear up the mess left behind by travellers on two of its football pitches. Well, just down the road by Harlington train station, travellers have left behind tons of rubbish, including building material and possibly asbestos. The land is owned by former. Luton Town Chairman Cliff Bassett who says it will cost him in total about £10,000 to not only clear the area but also to pay for the bailiffs and buy a new gate. Well, our reporter Tony Fisher spoke to him by the site. The chains and padlocks that were on the gates, they have surprisingly gone missing and um, they gained access, not sure exactly of the, the time, whether it's at night time or during the day, but the access is alongside a house which is surprisingly had the audacity to do this. I mean, if we just describe this rubbish, there's wash basins, building materials, um, who knows what's in there, possibly asbestos, it could be dangerous. It's just left here in full public view, next to a railway line. Yes, in all public view, and um, unfortunately it's our responsibility to move it, which will be costly. Um, we're waiting on estimates to do the, the, the movement at this time. Um, it will be a minimum of 5000 to move this. On top of that, we've had the cost also of uh, the um, bailiffs um, removing them from this site. But this is not just You have to pay here. for that as well? Oh, I have to pay for everything. You have to pay for the bailiffs to remove them and yes. you have to pay for the removal of the rubbish? Yes. I mean, that's more than 5,000, Cliff. Well, it will be more than 5,000. You're looking I'm... upwards of 10. Well, maybe, and, um, but I'm trying to keep myself on the upside rather than... <laughs> how how the do downside. you feel about this? Is, is, is this the worst you've seen it? Um, it's, well, it's, it's the worst we've had it on, on our properties, but we've had access uh, gained by them on other properties. But um, I don't know why the intensity of this. There wasn't, I think there was about 8 or 10 caravans with... Um, transit pickups and normal stuff here um, but uh, it's the worst I've seen it certainly for, as far as we're concerned So what's going to happen now Cliff are you, you, have you got to you got to sort this out yourself? Yes we have to have to sort it out we're, we're getting the estimates to, to, to get it moved there's various things to be done and um, we've also paid obviously for much stronger gates to be fitted with barriers um, but the equipment they will have on uh, with these people will have they're capable of cutting gates down, and you can only do so much. Mm. So you, you can never actually fully keep them off your land, can you? Not really, no. What do you say to the people who dumped all this here? I hesitate. They're not in a bad... I, I, look, I, I realise that they have the freedom of movement, as everybody has freedom of movement. Um, I don't see why they have to do this. I, I realise it's to gain money from doing it, um, but it's at a huge cost to other people. And together with public in general, as you say, by looking at it, you know, by being here. 
You're lucky, I know, Cliff, you're a man of means. You can afford this, but a lot of people who had land like this would not be able to afford, if it kept getting rubbish dumped no. on it, to remove that rubbish. If you had somebody like a tenant farmer who is just renting the land and he's working it as against ownership, etc., he has a lot of costs anyway. If this happened to him, this could seriously affect his livelihood. That's our reporter Tony Fisher speaking to former Luton Town chairman Cliff Bassett. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yes. Des is in Luton. Good morning, Des. Good morning, Ian. Des, what would you like to say, sir? Yeah, um, I say I enjoy listening to you in the mornings, first and foremost. Thank you. But, um, also, uh, yeah, I haven't got a problem, but it's about these uh, guys that have, um, you know, put on a black makeup or whatever to make themselves look like the guys out of cool running. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think the only part where you're going wrong is by saying uh, they've blacked up, if you know what I mean. I think that's the wrong way to, uh, to describe it, because I wouldn't say, I'm a mixed race, so I'm, I'm, I'm half black, half white. Yeah. So if I was going to like uh, be a white person, for example, I wouldn't say I'm going to white up. It's just what I'm saying. I think, so I, wh- I think white up is a phrase. How would you describe... How, OK, what would you use instead of blacked up? I, I, I don't know, I'd probably say something like uh, some black makeup or something, because I don't think black top makes it sound a bit, a bit bad. I don't, I, I don't know, it just sounded weird. When you were saying it, black top didn't sound like, you know, correct um, in so many words. I, I, I'd probably say black makeup, yeah. yeah something, you know? I, can, I can sort of see where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm trying to get my head around exactly what, you, what you're saying. Why, why does blacked up? Uh, sound uh, offensive to you? What, what is it about that phrase that, that you don't like? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It just, when it, it just, I don't know. It just sounded weird. I've never, I've never, I've never heard anyone say like "blacked up" before. You know, I've never gonna heard it. Up. No, I've never had that black top. You know, oh, it's, it, it's a very—it's not a phrase I've just come up with. It's a very standard phrase for people who apply black makeup and and uh, make themselves look like black people. Oh, really? So that's that's that's, a, that, that's what that's what you actually say then with someone like. Dresses up as a black person. Yeah, that's kind of. I'm, I'm going to the, the the BBC website story to see what they. Uh, oh no, hang on. Oh, hang on a minute. Let me go to the BBC website. So, yeah, that's kind of the um, the, the uh, accepted phrase. Let me go to the BBC website story where we. I, I saw this earlier on. Hang on a second. Yeah. Oh no, I can't find it. Hang on, 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 Closed commas. Uh, cool runnings, people, photo, forces, Aylesbury School, apology. Um, so they've put it in inverted commas, which would imply maybe it's a phrase that the, perhaps they wouldn't that, that wouldn't necessarily yeah. use. Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, does it, listen, it is an accepted phrase. I'm going to put it out there, though, and see and see what people think. Yeah, yeah, sure. Thank you for, for, for bringing it up. 08459 455 555. I'd never considered it to be offensive, but looking at it on this BBC website, every time they use the phrase blacked up, it's, it's in inverted commas. That's because it's, it's a kind of slang term, isn't it, I guess? I don't know what else... I mean, yeah, putting on, they, they put on black makeup. They pretended to be black people. I don't, well, pretending to be black people doesn't necessarily mean that they have uh, made their, face, their skin darker. Darkened their faces? Well, darkened. See, I don't know if darkened... 
if we if we're going to go into uh, to, to, to what's correct, I don't know if darkened is 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 uh, uh, appropriate these days. I mean, to me, it doesn't really make much difference. But um, I don't know. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We'll put that out there. Chris is in Bedford. Morning, Chris. Morning, Ian. Chris, what would you like to say? Right. Okay. Congratulations on holding your tongue with Marcus. Okay. I'm very proud. Yeah. Darkus. Yes. Okay, darkest way we say Yes. Okay, um, basically, okay, this story is bringing up racism again, okay? These were two couple of kids having fun. If they dressed up as, say, um, Scottish people, nobody would be batting an eyelid. The Scots aren't a race, though. That's the thing. The Scots aren't a race. And um, they've not been uh, subject to uh, humiliation and uh, control for, for quite a long time, whereas some people could argue that perhaps black people have, and indeed perhaps they still are. Yeah, we've, we've moved on, on, on from the slavery days and all, all this, OK? You're from the right, slavery okay. days? Yeah, yeah, OK. Yeah, wow. people were, were kept to slaves. We've moved on. We've become an equal race. Okay, we've got Hussein Bolt, okay, yeah. who, who, who is a... I look at him as an athlete. He not is. Not his race, yeah. mate. Mo Farah, again, he's, a, he's an athlete. Yeah. I don't look at him as race. That's what we and should that's, be looking at. And that, oh, hey, listen, of course, man, that's of course what we should be looking at. But do you really think, do you really think that, that, that black and white people are equal? Now yes, and are treated equally because I know there are some members of the black community who think that they are not, who think that they are disadvantaged in terms of employment, in terms of the way they are treated by the police, uh, in terms of, of, you know, how many black members of parliament are there? How many black judges are there? How many black people are there working at BBC Three Counties Radio? Yeah, well, it's up to them to push themselves forward. Okay, I come from an Irish family. Okay, I've worked my way up. Okay. It's what you do and how you act to other people. Chris, thank you very much. I've got to end it there because we're out of time. Chris there thinks that black and white people are equal. I don't know. I don't know, but you kind of have a, a, a look around and you wonder. And the stories that we hear on this show from people would imply that perhaps not everybody thinks that. 08459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 slow anti-clockwise from 17 down to, in fact, 18 down to 16 towards the M40. The A10's particularly slow southbound from Chesham down to the M25, and then it's slow through Enfield all the way down towards the Southbury Road we've seen on the speed sensors. If you're driving into London on the A40, there's an accident at the Polish War Memorial just before the Polish War Memorial. That's the cause of the queue from the Denham roundabout. And Virgin trains say 20-minute delays possible because of signalling problems between Monkin Centre and rugby this morning. It's mainly affecting trains northbound towards rugby. James Worley, BBC Three Counters Radio. Yes, the black, we've, we've clarified, the blacked up being in quotes on the BBC website, and thank you to Katie for sending us this, is because that's how they did it in the, the school statements. OK, so that's where that comes from. More of your calls on this and more after the news with Simon Oxley. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's eight o'clock. The headlines, Bedfordshire schools highlighted in help for child carers. Aylesbury Head apologises in blacking up row and man arrested after two die in motorway crash. BBC Three Counties Radio. A new scheme is being launched to alert teachers to the thousands of children who provide care for family members. Central Bedfordshire Council is one of the first local authorities in England to implement the Young Carers in Schools programme. Kate Smith is the head teacher of Linslade School. We have a background in our school of um, working with young carers, as do our partner schools who've also received the Gold Award. What we try to do is to make it okay, it's safe to be a young carer in schools because a number of young carers don't come forward because something like 25-26% of young carers actually say they're scared to come forward because they don't want to be picked out by their peers as being different, they don't want to be bullied. The head of Aylesbury Grammar School has apologised after a picture of three of its students blacked up and dressed as the Jamaican bobsleigh team appeared on Twitter. The students were at a film-themed Leavers event and decided to go as the cast of Cool Runnings. The school removed the picture after receiving complaints. A man has been arrested on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving after yesterday's crash on the M11 on the Hertfordshire-Essex border in which two people died. The crash involved three cars, a lorry and a horse box and happened on the northbound carriageway at about 2.15. The road only reopened earlier this morning. The energy regulator Ofgem has announced it's fining the electricity and gas company E.ON £12 million for mis-selling. The money will be paid back to customers and is the biggest repayment the regulator has ever imposed. More than 300,000 of E.ON's most vulnerable customers will get £35 off their electricity bill and there will also be a compensation scheme. Burglars have killed pets at a school in Leighton Buzzard. Police say pupils at Old Bank School have been left devastated by the heartless thieves. More from Tony Fisher. The break-in at the school in Sandy Lane took place early last Wednesday morning. A number of fish and a hamster were killed in the school's animal care centre and the intruders tried to feed the dead hamster to a snake. The police say that both children and staff have been affected by what's happened and want to speak to four men in tracksuits who were seen in the area at the time. Three people have been arrested following an attempted abduction at Watford Junction train station on Wednesday night. Police say the two potential victims are now safe. Inquiries are also being made in the North Buckinghamshire village of Le- Hampstead. Latest figures show at least 80 postmen and women were attacked by dogs in the three counties within a year. A change in the law this week means posties can now prosecute if they're bitten on private land. John Thwaites has been delivering mail around the Hemel Hempstead area for more than 30 years and has been bitten eight times. We were actually nearly as bad as common criminals because we was not protected walking up post uh, a person's path. This is what the Dangerous Dog Act has now changed. Uh, the owners have to be now respons- more responsible for their dogs. In sport, Luton Town have made their first summer signing. Defender Kirtley Williams joins from Lower Stoft, who won the Ryman Premier Division playoffs. The weather dry and sunny, a maximum temperature 23 degrees Celsius, remaining warm and sunny as well over the weekend. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. My bolster club's a good, nice club. It's all about where you live. We came here with my parents, came when the big industry started. And all this week, we're featuring Hatfield. When you're out of Hatfield, you do miss it, because it's our little town. I lived about 40 years. I came to Hatfield via the uh, Hatfield Polytechnic. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, and suddenly the weekend is 56 minutes away, guys. 
56 minutes away. Last hour of the show before JVS at nine. Young carers, terrified posties and blacked up schoolboys. Well, hang on, are we still saying blacked up? Is that offensive? It's so confusing what you can and can't say, isn't it? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Or you can give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Guys. He's radio. Guys. Bueller. Guys. Yes. Guys. I have just indulged. Do you mean girls? I have just indulged in one of my favourite secret little pleasures. And it just every time I don't get to do it very often. It's not that, Kelly, no. I don't get to do it very often, but whenever I do, it just makes... Look at the smile on my face. You really are smiling. Yeah. Have you been to the loo and not washed your hands again? No, I wash my hands now. All right. Was Did it you? that? No, 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 no. I do that all the time. That's, that's um, was it something that you did in the loo? Something I did on the way back from the loo. Did something... you call scoins? No, 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 no. It's something I do that all the time. It's... I get to do it maybe... Oh, I don't know, once a year? What was that? What, you was sounded, that? Like... what just that? You sounded like Gollum then. <laughs> what was that noise? That was my that was my No, that was me that was me cal- No, that was my calculation voice. Do it again. I don't need to calculate you it. You can't. No, I can do it again. That's my calculation voice. You can't physically something. do that again. That's I can do it again, but I I I know the sum. I do it about once a year. Sometimes I might do it twice a year, but <laughs> I love it. What? That's everyone's got a little pleasure. Everyone's got a calculation voice. Your chin just retracted fully into your neck. Okay, so I've got, I've got, I've got a cal- at least I've got a chin. Well done. Anyway, what's this point? Anyway, what is your pleasure? I got to take an unnecessary key off my keyring and get rid of it. I make my keyring, my keys, just a little bit. Wow. Good story. No, whoa, hey. Hey, if I had a show on the radio, I would definitely talk about that. People no, need to know this stuff. No, yeah. listen. Oh wait, people, back me up on this. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. It is one of God's gifts to us. The realization that we've got a key we don't no longer need, what and we can take key? it off and we can chuck it in the. Why bin. don't you no longer need it? Not got that door no more. But since I've not got that door no more. Since when? Since uh, six months ago. (laughs) So you could have taken it off six months ago. You've had it for six months unnecessarily. Okay, okay. (laughs) I I don't like this laughing at my estimation voice. And it turns out there's a face. I didn't realise there was a face. It's the best thing I've ever heard. Everyone's got... Right, okay. 08459455555. Everyone's got an estimation voice. Well, that's mine. And um, you're faking that. And one of life's pleasures is being able to take a key off the key ring we no longer need and get rid of it. You know what I did this morning? I used my key locator. You know I lost my door keys? Yeah. For a week. Yeah. Let's move on, shall we, to... uh leaped for it and don't, I found it. It was like a metal detector. It's amazing. It was worth losing the Don't tell me in my ear. Well, I've, got to, I've, got important get, I've got an important story to do. Turn, turn that off. Thank you very much indeed. So, this is a very important story. Central Bedfordshire is one of the first places to bring in a new scheme to stop young carers falling behind at school. The Children's Society and the Carers Trust have found that ooh, know, tens of thousands of young carers are lagging behind in lessons and are trying to juggle school with looking after family members. The Young Carers in Schools programme has been designed to ease that pressure. Well, in a moment, we'll hear from Peter Grigg. He's the Director of Campaigns and Policy at the Children's Society. But first of all, let's talk 
talk to Shelley Hobbs, who's a young carer's support worker for carers in Bedfordshire, working with children aged 12 to 17. Morning, Shelley. Good morning. We've already heard a story this morning of, of one young girl, Holly, who's 10, who helps out with her mum who's uh, got MS. What kind of stories do you hear? Um, we hear a lot of different stories, actually. Um, we support young children who are looking after their parents or their brothers or sisters. So it could be um, a mental illness or it could be a physical disability or it could be a substance issue. So it's um, a very wide variety, really. And 12 years old is a really young age, isn't it, to have um, adult responsibility placed on your shoulders? It is, yes. So it is really important that young carers are identified so that we can um, support them and just make sure that they stay safe and healthy and access the support they need. Are they easy to identify? Because we were speaking to a guest earlier on who suggested that, that, that perhaps a significant number of them don't, you know, don't, they don't come into school and say, hey, I'm looking after my mum, she's got MS. You know, they, they, they keep it fairly close to their chest sometimes. Yes, definitely. I think we find that quite a lot, actually. Um, so the young carers themselves might not want the school to know or they don't want their peers to know. They might be embarrassed or sometimes they don't actually see themselves as a carer um, as it's their family member. So, what we often, uh, uh, How much of a battle do you have to get them to admit they need help, Shelley? Do, I mean, do, do, do you, I, I would imagine that a lot of these young people slip under the radar, don't they? Yes, they can do, um, but... We um, provide, we can work collaboratively with schools um, and other organisations so we can raise awareness and identify them um, and then we can support them through the services that we offer. And what, what support do you, do you give them, Shelley? Um, we have quite a wide range of um, services that we can offer. Um, so Carers in Bedfordshire can offer young carers social clubs where they can meet and learn from each other. Um, we also have like focused activities at our clubs so we can meet the variety of their needs. Um, so it might be homework support or learning more about their care for illness. Um, we can provide one-to-one sessions. We can support the whole family in general and um, support the whole family at our carers' cafes. We can provide the young carers with a grant of up to £200 to improve their health and well-being. We take them on trips and residential so they can have a break from their caring role. Uh, we provide them with information, advice. We can advocate for them um, and we can support them in their education, training and employment. And we can also signpost to other agencies where needed. Shelley, if people um, think you might be able to help them, how do they get in touch with carers in Bedfordshire? Okay, so you can call our office on 0300 111 or you can visit our website at www.carersinbeds.org.uk. Shelley, keep up the good work. Thank you for your time. Shelley Hobbs there from Carers in Bedfordshire. Let's speak to Peter Grigg, who is the Director of Campaigns and Policy at the Children's Society. Peter, uh, it, it sounds like these young people need a, a lot of help and they aren't all getting it. Absolutely. I think Shelley really articulately described some of the issues that young carers face day to day when they're looking after not just their parents but also their siblings and other family members. We found 17,000 children and young people in the southeast who are probably providing that unpaid care day to day and, and for some that's just a few hours um, but for some young people it, it's 20 or 30 hours per week and if you're doing that amount of care it's inevitable, it's going to have an impact on your educational attainment, on the ability that you have to 
spend time with your friends and, and loads of other things too. So we found that a quarter of young carers we spoke to said they were actually bullied in school because of their caring role and not being really understood by their peers. Gosh. Well, I, I, I say gosh, but I, I do know that the, the young children, young people, they look for differences, don't they? And they, they sense it as a weakness. So inappropriate for them to be bullying. I can kind of understand why some do it, but it's very sad. How much of a difference is this new programme going to make, do you think, Peter? Well, we've launched the schools programme with, with the Carers' Trust and other, other organisations too, um, just so that schools have an understanding of the issue and then they know where to turn to for support. So I'm really glad to hear that there's the support available in Bedfordshire um, that can actually uh, add additional um, uh, activities and events for young carers. But too often, schools don't really know where to turn. So... The schools programme will do a few things. It will give that access to support and guidance and and all the sort of advice that you can get. Um, But also alongside we've launched an awards programme because we want to celebrate those schools who are doing it well and use that experience so that other schools can learn from that best practice. Is it enough, Peter? Are are, are people still going to fall through the net? Will, Will people be getting all of the support that they need to help them? Well, who knows if it's enough. It's certainly a start. We want schools to be able to have those conversations with with their young people, with their children in in, in their care. We want children in schools to have that conversation with their peers and not be ashamed, not bottle it up. And if this school's programme can just get a few more young carers to identify as such and then get them the care and the support that they need, then then we think it'll be worthwhile. I wish you the best of luck. Whenever we talk about this, we always hear some uh, really powerful stories. So thank you, Peter Grigg, Director of Campaigns and Policy at the Children's Society. Back to the story of the uh, four uh, young men, and they were young men. It was a leaving do at a a school in Aylesbury who blacked up. Is it racist or is it a bit of harmless fun? The majority of people uh, have said, yes, it's a bit of fun. Come on, for goodness sakes. Brad's in well in. Morning, Brad. Good morning, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Brad, what would you like to say? So, so, so first of all, I, I think it is fun. My personal view, of course, we're all entitled to our own opinions. Um, I, I grew up in, in, in Brent, which is very mixed culture kind of, uh, kind of uh, borough, really. Um, and uh, when I attended Cubs between the ages of around, I don't know, probably seven and ten, um, I was asked to do a, a bit of a fun evening where all the parents were invited. And, of course, you know, um, there was there was black kids and Asian kids and white kids and whatever other terminology we want to use attended my Cubs. And um, I was, for want of uh, better words, I know it's open to debate, blackened up and uh, was asked to perform as, um, who's the, sorry, who, who's the um, blind um, pin? Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Did a bit, a bit of the old and, Wonder, uh, yeah. Yeah, and they found it, you know, the parents found it hilarious, the kids found it hilarious. And, I, and in hindsight, was it offensive? No, I don't think so. Would Stevie Wonder have found it offensive? Probably not. And, and in retrospect, did I, did I offend blind people, possibly? Um, you know, for me, it was just a bit of fun. Anyway, so, so it's kind of 30 years down the line, you know, I'm living with a fantastic partner now, obviously no names mentioned. Um, she's a, a divorced, um, she had a black husband. Yeah. And I live with uh, her children, who are two mixed-race kids, both under 12. Yeah. Um, and, and guess what their favourite film is? White Chicks. White <laughs> Which Chicks, is quite yeah. ironic because we've been yeah. talking about it. And, and they must have seen it 20 times to a point where I say, come on, boys, not again, surely. Is do, there... do, do, do I find it offensive? Does, does their mum find it offensive? No. It's, it's kids is there a the difference, film. Brad? And we're, we're, um, is there a difference? The fact that I'm assuming, you're, obviously you're white because you blacked up. Is there a difference because yeah. you're white and you did this 30 years ago when things were different 30 years ago, weren't they? It was a different world. 
Well, arguably, it was more offensive, was it not, 30 years ago? If we're, if we're living in a society that's uh, more, more forgiving and more understanding than it's ever been, then, then there shouldn't be such an issue made of such a small thing. I, I wonder if at this, at this school, had there been some black students at the school that decided to go, and we use white chicks again, just as an example, as white chicks, whether there had been such a... An emotive kind of response to it. Brad, thank you very much for your call. Uh, we've got to move on because we're, we're late for the travel. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, Ryan. The A1 is fairly slow southbound towards the Black Cat roundabouts on the sensors this morning, and it's slow moving also into London, approaching Mill Hill Circus. A10 is very busy past Chesons, approaching the M25 on the southbound carriageway, and then it's busy through Enfield on the A10. A40 is partially blocked into London at the Polish War Memorial with an accent queues from the Denham roundabout. Shillington Road in Shillington, partially blocked off at Marcus Hill. Car's broken down there. Motorway's not bad at all, actually. M25 anti-clockwise is slowed down towards Junction 16 and London Midland and Virgin Trains reporting 20 minute delays Milton Keynes Central to Rugby because of signalling problems this morning. James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you James It's nearly 8.17 or as good as it's Friday the 16th of May I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A new scheme is being used, uh, sorry, is being launched oh, what have I done to my computer? I do apologise I've done something to the computer, Jonathan. Bear with me. Don't panic. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not panicking. I'm panicking a little. I fixed it. Fixed it. Don't think anybody noticed. Keep calm. Yeah? Thanks for your advice. A new scheme is being launched to alert teachers to the thousands of children who provide care for family members. Central Bedfordshire Council is one of the first local authorities in England to implement the Young Carers in Schools programme. The head of Aylesbury Grammar School has apologised after a picture of three of its students, blacked up and dressed as the Jamaican bobsleigh team, appeared on Twitter. And the M11 has reopened this morning on the Hertfordshire-Essex border after yesterday's crash in which two people died. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every Saturday from midday, it's all about the food. We've also got chicken and spring red sausage rolls, a traditional family cheesecake, pan-fried sea bass. Nick Coffer's Weekend Kitchen. I've put chilli and coriander in it. Again, traditionally, wouldn't have that. But it's very simple and um, delicious. You could have it from chopping board to table in 20 minutes. Honestly, it's that, it's that quick. Local chef showcasing simple, straightforward dishes you can try at home. Crush them and put some salt in there and some olive oil and yeah. get everything mixed mixing together a little bit, you get a whole different effect. You're tenderising a really tough cut of beef into something that's as tender as beef fillet, really. Nick Coffer's Weekend Kitchen, Saturdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks for your calming presence then, because That's I, okay, I would have panicked. I could see you were on the verge of panic. It was going, wasn't it? I was... Ooh, but yeah. you just brought I just me. brought you down. Don't panic. No. Sony Radio. Yeah. Well, well, you know, yeah. say so you say something a bit wrong. What? Doesn't matter. Makes you look good, doesn't it? <laughs> how, can you, how can you wear a jumper in this weather? Because it's freezing in these studios, that's why. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot you're one of them. There's, what do you mean one of them? There's air conditioning. <laughs> you're the it's, fella. That when it's the winter, you have to have two heaters in there, otherwise you start crying. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's can, freezing. Yeah. I can't stand cold studios when I'm trying to work. I prefer the cold studios. Do you? It keeps me alert. If it's too warm, I get lethargic. 
And boy, oh boy, I've got to be on my toes these days. Sometimes I find myself almost shivering during my show. Mm. Freezing. David Letterman would have the studio cold. So the, if you watch the David Letterman show, the audience are in coats because uh, he has it nice and cold because it keeps him alert and it keeps the audience alert and focused. Slash freezing. Yes. I mean, honestly, it, some days here, it would be warmer to work in a butcher's fridge. <laughs> my worst job I ever had was... My first job I ever had was working in B-Jams. Oh, yes. My yeah. uncle used to work for B-Jams. Yeah, I like B-Jams. It was nice. I, it's a good, but I, on a Saturday afternoon, I would often draw the short straw and would have to go into the big walk-in freezer, shut the door and count everything. Do a stock check and count everything. And you had to write it down. <laughs> And I, I actually wanted to die. At the age of 15, I wanted to die. You wanted to... Oh, that's very sad. It was so painful. So painful. Well, it's an important life lesson, you see. It's yep. made you appreciate what you've got. Boy, oh boy, You're not it? in a butcher's fridge. Yeah, exactly. Thank or a fridge at BJAM. Thank goodness for that. What's on your show this morning? I like this story that you've been talking about this morning, the blacked-up students. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's good, this one. Uh, coming up from nine on the big phone-in, I'll be asking, did the blacked-up students in Aylesbury do anything wrong in your eyes? Mm. A school has apologised after a picture of three blacked-up pupils dressed as characters from the film Cool Runnings were posted on its Twitter account, the Aylesbury Grammar School school students they dressed up as the jamaican bobsleigh team for a film themed lover's day event or leaver's day event rather the picture it's a leaver's day event. yes the picture was later removed from their feed after complaints the school has unreservedly apologized for any offense that was caused and they maintain the fancy dress was not designed to be derogatory or racist well i have to be honest with you mm. i don't know whether they've done anything wrong no I don't know. I, I genuinely don't. Is it racist? What's the general consensus so far? No. It's not. From from black and white alike, apart from Darkest Hour, who goodness knows what was going on there. Oh, yes. Uh, I heard all about that. Oh, my goodness gracious me. Uh, generally, no. It's not racist. Surely the whole point of going to... When you go to a fancy dress party or to a themed evening yep. where you're supposed to dress up as someone, the whole point of it is you're supposed to look as much like them as possible. Yep. So, if you want to go to a fancy dress party as a as someone who is black yep. or Asian, then wouldn't it be a bit stupid for you to, to dress up as them but still go with a white face? I was thinking, would I do it? And I've been saying no all morning. I have to correct myself. Many, many years ago, uh, when I used to be somebody, I was asked to appear on Celebrity Stars in Their Eyes. Right. And I said, I want to go on as Beyonce. And they said... No way. That's not happening. Uh, they wanted me to be Justin Hawkins from The Darkness, and I said, no way, that's not happening. We said goodbye and parted ways. But, yeah, I, w- I would have I uh, blacked up to, be- to have been Beyonce, and it wouldn't have been racist intent. I just did a good Beyonce at the time. But then, if you're white, mm. should you go to a fancy dress party as a black person? Is, is that in itself? Mind you, why would that be racist? Surely the whole idea is that you, you just go as somebody. Nah, mind you. If you're, go, if you're doing it to be derogatory to black people and go, hey, aren't black people thick and aren't black people stupid? If you're doing it that with your intent, then yes, that is racist. But, if you're doing it you to represent... Well, no, exactly. If you're doing that to represent black characters in the film, I don't think it is racist, no. You, I mean, you wouldn't. If you're going to a fancy dress party and you decided, I'm going to go as, I don't know, a black character that's on TV or something like that, you wouldn't be going there to, to say, I think black people are stupid. Some people might. Why? Because they're racist. Yeah, but, wh- but why would dressing up as that character on TV or that character... I, okay. why, would that, why would that automatically... Wouldn't automatically. I, um, I have to be careful how I phrase this because... Um, OK. Uh, years ago, 
I went to... Uh, no, I didn't go, actually. There was a fancy dress party held for, for a job that I was working on. There was a celebrity there, I've got to tread very carefully, who had been in the papers for um, uh, a racist attack. Right. And this celebrity went to the party blacked up and thought it was very, very funny to go, as a black person, doing a chalky voice, um, knowing that his history of being linked with, with, a, with a particularly nasty racist attack. He was doing that, I believe... To, 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 to in a racist way. You don't think he was doing it to send himself up for the no. fact that he'd been in trouble no. over it? No. I think he was doing it to, to be derogatory towards black people. Well, then he's an idiot. Yes. But but surely a bunch of school kids mm. going to a a theme, uh, a film-themed Leavers Day event, yep. going as the Jamaican bobsleigh team... Mm-hmm. They weren't doing it to be racist, were they? I suspect not. So, I don't know the gentleman, but I suspect not. Well, apparently one of them, because it was, was it um, three or four? Four of them, I think. Four of them. One of them's mixed race. Oh, OK. So does that make it different? <laughs> I didn't know that. That's one interesting. One of them's mixed race. That's interesting, yeah. Three white boys yep. and a mixed race boy. Yep. So does that now mean that it's less racist? Or? That's interesting. Well, from nine, we'll continue this discussion. Did the blacked-up students in Aylesbury, did they do anything wrong in your eyes? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, Caroline's in Welland Garden City. Good morning, Caroline. Good morning. Turn your radio off, please. Uh-huh. Oh, well, are you on speakerphone? No, I'm on my phone, just What's called a, in. What, it's a weird echo. OK, never mind. What, what have you got for us, Caroline? Oh, just to say your story about the key and, um, you know, the joy you took. This morning I took great joy because I managed to take a key ring off my key ring. You know how you oh, get baby. more and more and more? Yeah. And I just couldn't stand it. And I looked at this key and thought, this is my mum's key ring. I don't need it. Take it off. Oh, it baby. And you, uh, you understand how uh, it, it, fulfilling that can be, don't you? Oh, absolutely. It's just wonderful. I've got one less bit of stuff to carry around in my key ring. It's just got smaller. What I've got now, I've got a door key, I've got a fob for here, I've got my car key, and I've got a picture of my boys, and that's it. That sounds perfect. So I've got a, I've got my key, my fob for my car, my door keys, my mum's key without a key ring, and a spare key for my neighbour that I needed. Caroline, <laughs> thank you very much indeed. Look, Catherine's just done it! Oh, yeah. You've just tossed something off. Yeah, car dealership. Why do I want your key ring? And don't you feel better? Yeah, it was all cracked anyway. Yeah, we go, you see. Kelly, take... Take something off your key ring. Do it. We'll, we'll come to you in a second. I want to do this thing about posties first, but we'll come to you in a second. The law is getting tougher on dog owners whose animals attack, which will come as welcome news to posties across the three counties. The maximum jail sentence for owners can go up from two to 14 years. Well, Tracy Jennifer is from the animal charity The Blue Cross, which has been working with the Royal Mail to get the law changed. Morning, Tracy. Good morning. Are the changes in the laws going to make that much difference, do you think? Well, I think the key difference that dog owners need to know about is that previously, if your dog hurt somebody, um, that you could only be prosecuted if it was on public land. But now that's changed. So now if your dog hurts somebody in your home or in your garden or even uh, they feel threatened, then actually um, you can be prosecuted. And that's a real key difference. What about those people who say, come on, Tracy, my dog is running around in the front garden. He's allowed his freedom or I've left the, the door open. It's my house. I can do what I want. Uh, well, um, if they feel like that, um, if their dog is, is a nice dog and doesn't hurt anybody, they're OK. But if it hurts anybody, then they could be liable to prosecution. 
Okay. Mm. Uh, your charity has said that the relevant authorities need to be given the resources for this to have an, an impact. Yeah. What resources do they need? Well, the thing about this is that if um, if a dog is flagged up as as being um, a problem, that actually then we um, they. The uh, authorities are able to act early um, and uh, make people attend training classes, um, perhaps make them repair fences so the dog doesn't escape, um, or they could be muzzled in public. But things like prevention, um, training classes, education, and all that sort of stuff cost money. Um, And it's, uh, you know, in these cash-strapped times, that um, that could be an issue. Do you think there are too many thick people owning dogs? It's very easy to own a dog. Um, you know, just go out and buy one, or somebody might even give you one, and that and that is a, a worry because a dog's a living thing. It, it, you'll you know you could have it up to fifteen years or more, um, and we have a responsibility to everybody around us and to the dog to um, put our time and effort into to making that dog a nice canine citizen, so that it's a pleasure to be around. Dogs are great to have in your in your family and in your life, but you know if they're a menace. Um, that can escalate and they could become um, a danger to others. Very tactfully answered, Tracy. <laughs> well done. And for, Come on, listen, why, why are people even bothering with dogs? It's all about the cats. We should all own cats, <laughs> then we wouldn't have this problem, would we? Uh, well, there's, there's some equal numbers of cats and dogs in the country. So, uh, you know, it's just that we've got all of these animals um, because we like them yeah. um, and we want them around. And, and that's, that brings a bit of responsibility. Tracy, I appreciate uh, your, your time. That's uh, Tracy Jennifer uh, from the animal charity Blue Cross. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Actually, well, it's busy in uh, Leighton Buzzard on the Leighton Road. I've just been told by CCTV. Very busy there. High Street North, though, appears to be OK. It's uh, moving along quite well. Shillington Road in Shillington, partially blocked to Marquis Hill because of a breakdown. If you're driving into London, the A40 is partially blocked to the Polish War Memorial with an accident. Long queues from back onto the M40. And that's the M25. Anti-clockwise is still slow. 17 to 16. Maple Cross down to the M40. The clockwise M25 is slow towards Junction 25. That's the Enfield turn into the roadworks, of course. Uh, oh, and the A10 and the A1 very busy into London this morning. Onto the uh, trains London, Midland and Virgin reporting 20-minute delays uh, because of signalling problems, mainly affecting services towards rugby. James Worley, BBC, Three Counters Radio. James, thank you very much. Last 30 minutes of the show, 08459 455 555. And can we get Dealey on? I need to have a word with him about dogs and posties, please. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30. I'm Simon Oxley. The head of Aylesbury Grammar School has apologised after a picture of three of its students blacked up and dressed as the Jamaican bobsleigh team appeared on Twitter. The students were at a film-themed Leavers event and decided to go as the cast of Cool Runnings. A man has been arrested on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving after yesterday's crash on the M11 on the Hertfordshire-Essex border in which two people died. The road only reopened this morning. And a new scheme is being launched to alert teachers to the thousands of children Children who provide care for family members. Central Bedfordshire Council is one of the first local authorities in England to implement the Young Carers in Schools programme. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Luton Town have made their first summer signing. Defender Kirtley Williams joins from Lowestoft, who won the Ryman Premier Division playoffs. The right-back, who's 24, was in the Ipswich Academy and has signed a two-year deal. Meanwhile, striker Mark Cullen has signed a new three-year contract. Wickham right-back Marvin McCoy is leaving the club after Wanderers decided against offering him a new contract. And Rotherham will play Leighton Orient in the League One playoff final. The South Yorkshire side beat Preston 3-1 last night to go through 4-2 on aggregate. Tonight in League Two, Fleetwood host York leading 1-0 from the first leg. Boxing promoter Frank Warren believes Hatfield's Billy Joe Saunders is favourite to become the first ever British fighter from the travelling community to become a world champion. The middleweight fights for the European title in July. If he wins, Warren says he'll become the mandatory challenger for the WBO world title. He will go into the number one spot in the WBO if he beats uh, Blandemura. It's a tough fight for him. Blandemura's 22 fights undefeated. Billy's 19-0, and 0, so you've got two guys going in and are undefeated. He's got to come for it. He's got to win it well, and if he does do that, then he'll fight for the title. He'll fight for the world title this year. And in tennis, Andy Murray will play Rafael Nadal in the quarterfinals of the Rome Masters this evening after a straight sets win over Jürgen Meltzer in the last 16. It'll be the first time the Wimbledon champion has faced Nadal since 2011. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Kelly, did you manage to find any keys on your key ring that you don't need? Um, well... Any detritus on there that is the not... Only, I've got my uh, club card. OK. I've got a bottle opener. Yeah. And I've got my m- mum's back door key, my dad's front door keys, yeah. and my own home key. OK, hold up that... my car key. Get the, get the car key. Hold it up just by the, the car key, please, and let it dangle. Just tilt it ever so slightly. No, t- twist it, twist it, twist it. Twist it. Have you got two rings on there? Yeah. Get rid of a ring. Uh, Get rid of a ring, baby. Would that make you happy? Yeah, it would make you happy. That's Why? the key. Don't. Get no, rid of a ring. That's the key. What key is that? Front door key. Okay, well, get rid of a ring. I don't care to. No. What? I mean, okay, fine. All right, I'll do that. Well, so no, don't. You're going to feel so much better. This, the, do that. You can all. You can all do this. Dave, have you got some keys with you? No, not on me, mate. Oh, flipping it. Right. You know what I could do? Yeah? That back door key from my mum's yeah. is, uh, doesn't exist really anymore. The door... Oh. The, the door's... The, the door doesn't exist? No. Well, what? it probably does, but it's not on the house. Get rid of the key! Fine, there you go. Yeah, you got rid of a key. Are you getting rid of a ring? Yeah, key Okay, and a ring. beautiful. Did beautiful. you have a word with Oswell for me? Who? Oswell. He's called me up, I've tried to call him back, he's cut me off, and now it's on an answer phone. It's nothing to do with me, mate. Put the phone down, Oswell, please. It's your problem. Oswell. You deal with it. Put the phone down. Deal with it. This is me dealing with it. Oh, is it? Well, it's not dealing with it very well. Kelly Betts, you've taken off uh, a yeah. key and a ring. How yeah. are you feeling? The same as just about... Oh, you're, you wait. You wait. Listen, dear listener, if you're at home, if you're in the car, take stop the car. Just in the middle of the road, stop it. That's a BBC uh, public information service. Take your key out. Look at it. There is a key on there you don't need. There is a ring on there you don't need. Remove. Free your soul. I have a problem. Yeah, go on. But this little back door key that I don't need anymore. Yeah. I feel sorry for it. Why? Because it's got no use in my life. Bin. No, I Bin can't. Bin it. Bin it. No. Bin I, it. I, it will, look how sad it looks all on oh, its own. It's a I key. Can't put it in a bin. It's a key, Dave. Tell her to bin it. No, bin it, Ke- Kelly. Kelly. It's no good. Bin it, Kevy. Kelly. 
Bin it! I can't. Bin it! No. You're fired. Really? Oh. Amazing. No, you're not. Oh, you're rehired. Oh. oh. Dave, what do you want? Oh, good morning, Petal. Yes, what? what? <laughs> I was told to call you Petal or Princess. Sorry? What on earth are you talking about? What do you want, David? Right. These postmen and these dogs. These postmen and these dogs, yes. Yeah. Right. If you go to... Uh, if you've got a dog or dogs and you've got on your gate, dogs do not enter. You enter at your own risk. Right. Would a postman go in, and if he was bitten, would he be able to prosecute? Yes. What, with a sign on the door or yes. the gate? Yes. No, no, you can't do that. I'm sure the course will sling no. that straight out. No, if your dog attacks someone on private property, i.e. your front garden, then you can be done for it, which is which is right, surely. No, well, no, it's not. No, if you put signs up saying dogs... Do not you enter your own risk. Do not you enter your own risk. Okay, no, yeah, yeah, I get, I get yeah. a better sign than that, but yeah, okay. Right. No, you so what's the, post, what's the postman supposed to do? So the postman then, you accept that by doing that, the postman will not deliver you letters. No, That's okay, is no, it? No, he won't. No, he won't. Fine. He should take it, uh, the common sense of the postman should no, say, right, I'm no. taking this back to the post office. They'll have to collect it themselves. But then how do they let the, the, the people know that they've got post? Well, that's, uh, they're, uh, that's the people who've got the dogs. That's their problem, isn't it? Unless they put a letterbox on the front of the gate. No, I don't agree with that. You, don't, man, agree, you a... don't agree that working men and women, that children delivering newspapers shouldn't be protected in the line of duty. You don't agree but, with that? Gosh, no, that's, that's hard. It, no, no, because anyone with common sense, if they've got a sign on the door, on the gate, okay, so stating, the young. The young 15-year-old lad who's not delivered the Daily Mail to someone who owns a vicious dog goes back and the, the owner complains to Bunce's, the news agent, and says, where's my paper? And the young 15-year-old lad gets the sack because he's no, decided no, he not would, to deliver. No, because the paper boy would say to the man, the uh, newspaper man, no, he's got a sign on the gate, I'm not going in there in case I get bit. It could be not just bit, it could be sadly attacked. No, but if, listen, it's their job. They've got to do it. Uh, having a sign-up is not good enough. You should keep your dogs under lock and key, particularly if there's a chance they might attack someone doing their job. Yeah, but you know when that postman or that paperman's coming, the dog, they could be letting the dog out in the back garden yeah. to do hoopsies. To do what? Hoopsies. Hoopsies? Hoopsies, then. Oh, God. Yeah. And, and they go in there... And they get bit, attacked. You can't, you can't blame the dog or the, own, the owner if they've got a sign up. Hello. Hello. Oh dear, we go. Justin, come and help me, mate, please. Oh, it's gone. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. And I don't like it very much. Oh, no, oh, no. He swallowed my toe, he swallowed my toe. Oh, gee, oh, gee. He's up to my knee, he's up to my knee. He's reached my middle, he's reached my middle. Oh, heck, oh, heck. He's up to my neck, he's up to my neck. Oh, dread, oh, dread. He's followed by... <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, I think he's disgusting. Oswell's in Luton. Morning, Oswell. Good morning. How are you? I'm glad you've patched up your differences with former top girl Catherine Boyle. <laughs> what can we do for you, sir? I was just listening to this um, um, thing about uh, grammar school in Ellsbury. Yes. When the um, to me, to me, that is not racism. Blacking why up to represent the characters from Cool Runnings is not racism. To me, it's not. You know why? Go on. This film has passed through all the boards. Obviously, there should be some board which says this is racism, this is not. It has passed through all that. And these are kids down the line, down the bottom of all things. They are doing something. They enjoyed it. They went to the movie. They enjoyed the movie. They are just doing something. And that has been cleared by all the racism people, all the people, all the politicians. They cleared all that. They're so where do you... Here's something we've not talked about then, Oswell, and maybe you can help us. Go on. Where has this furore, where has all this upset come from? Because we've had nobody, apart from Darkest Hour, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I suspect maybe he was having a bad day. Uh, Nobody has said so far that this is racist. So where has this storm come from? The the, the head teacher who apologised. Well, he initially tweeted the picture. The head teacher is the person who initially tweeted the teacher, uh, and then he had two complaints and he withdrew it. No, you should you should send by the tweet, the initial tweet. That's that's me. Obviously, racism is kind of has got so many explanations to it now. Mm. It's got so many. My explanation of racism is different from every other person. But the trouble is that tweet is a great stuff to me. I wouldn't even want to go and watch them. Racism to me is a white fella beating up a black lad, or a, a white person not giving a black person a job because they're black, or or or, or someone speaking offensively about or towards black people. Racism, I don't think, to me, is four young lads um, portraying characters in a film. As long as they weren't doing it to be offensive and to express superiority over black people, which we have no reason to suspect they were... Yeah. It's not racist, they is enjoyed, it? They enjoyed that movie. They enjoyed so much that they want to emulate it. That movie has been created by all the boys. So to me, that's not racist. These are very creative young men in the school. Oswell, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Ian, says Tony on the text, so much fuss over nothing. If you're going to act as a Russian assassin in a film, you're going to put on a Russian voice to make it believable. This is called acting. Just as you would do if you want to portray a person of colour. Is Ben Kingsley a racist for browning up to play Gandhi? It ain't our fop mum racist? Yes, that one is. It's a very fine line... That's Tony saying that. It's a very fine line to play, but some people are easily offended. Dealey's in the house. Morning, Just. Hello, Ian. Good morning. I'm, I'm disappointed we've not got to talk about dogs yet. We, we'll try and squeeze that in before the end of the show if we can, because yes. you and I very strongly Yes, I know, and my mum has phoned me this morning about this already. Good morning, Have mum. you been told off? Uh, no, no, oh. not at all. She, not she at backing all. you up? Well, kind of, yes, yes. Can we talk about that later? We, we will talk about it later, because it's yes. just you and your mum on your own. Now, we're talking <laughs> about the, uh, the the blacking up story. Yep. Uh, you, you did a, a piece earlier on where you spoke to members of the black community, and I don't think there was one, was there, that was offended by no, it? No, they, they couldn't see it at all. They thought it was just fun. Um, this story, of course, all about Aylesbury. I'm in Hatfield this morning, the home of our big tour. Yep. Yes, it's, it's not Aylesbury, but, of course, the debate still stands. Is it racist or is it just fun? Um, the tone has changed slightly okay. uh, in the last 30 minutes or so. Again, I have been talking to black members of the community here in Hatfield. Um, here's what's been said. So, madam, you've heard uh, the facts about the story. Um, the question is, is it racist or, or just a bit of fun? How do you see it? I think it depends on the context. It definitely depends on the context. If they are three young guys who are members of the BMP, then it could be taken as a, an offensive act. Mm. If not, 
uh, three young guys just having a bit of fun and their intention was just for a bit of fun, then no, it's not a racist act. And how would you feel if you went to a party and suddenly three people walked in and they were blacked up? Uh, as, a, as a black member of the community, how would that make you feel, do you think? Um... I think, it, as again, as I said, it would depend on the context in which it was done. So if they're not members of the BNP, it's just uh, a bit of fun? No, not, that's not what I was saying. That's taken out of context. I'm just saying it will depend on the people that are involved. Well, here's Johnny, who's originally from Jamaica, now living in Hatfield. Cool Running's, of course, about the Jamaican bobsleigh team. You've heard about this story. Yeah. These three young white boys yeah. blacking up. Do you think that's racist? No, man, that's not racist. You know, that's a that, 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 that comedy, you know, say, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, you have comedy where people kind of, you know, you know, make fun, you know, mm. make people kind of laugh, you know, so it's kind of sure, isn't it? So, you know, see it as racist, you know, so, you know, don't know what people have to put it on racist, you know, uh, category, that are not racist. Are you sick of people that, that keep on bringing up the racism argument when, in actual facts, there's not a lot there? Yeah, because, you know, me, I and I come from Brixton. Mm. Originally, that's where me come from and, and come out, come out Hatfield, yeah? Mm. Right, me set up a business here in Hatfield, yeah? Yeah. And me tell you, say, me not get no racist comment nowhere yet, right? Nobody comment and say to me, oh, you this, you that, yeah? So, sometimes me think, say, sometimes we just hype up the racism too, too yeah. much, yeah. you know? Because me things are right now, everything kind of level, you know? Mm. You know, where, where, you know, people don't have to put back that racism thing, you know? And move on because, you know, even, even in, our, in our black society, right? You know, among we know, sometimes when, 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 when a, a white person comes to we, you know, in, in the ghetto ends... You know, sometimes we just look and say, oh, yo, people say, yo, white boy, white boy, white boy. You know, and the white boy will be saying, yo, you black boy, you black boy, you know? It's just so fun. We just fun. Yeah, absolutely. You've got a great yeah, attitude. Fun. As great as Hatfield is, I'm sure you miss the beach in Jamaica. Thank you very much, Nibby. Have a good weekend. Yeah, my respect, boss, yeah. Sir, we're asking the question this morning, um, is it racist or, or just a bit of fun? What do you think? Racist. Tell me why you think it's racist. Well, as I say, if you're white, you're white. If you're black, you're black. You shouldn't sort of um, paint yourself up to be something you're not. Mm. When it was a, a film-themed leaving do, they, they were just playing the roles of, of three men out of the film called Runnings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, well, that's my view. You know, if you're one, you're not the other, OK? Yeah, thank you very much. Okay. That was uncomfortable, Justin, right at the end there. Mm, it was, but again, he just wanted to make the point yep. that, that if you're white, you're white, and you're black, you're black. You shouldn't be... Well, you can't be both. You can't be both. That was his point, but he didn't want to express that any further. Justin, excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed. If you want to have your say, dear listener, 08459 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Tick your diaries now. Let's get the latest travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it's not too bad at all across the three counties. Just usual congestion really into Dunstable on the A5. It's uh, busy also on the A1 southbound of the Black Cat roundabout, although easing all the time actually looking at the speed centres. Busy on the A1 down into Mill Hill Circuit in London, the A10 slow past Chesant, and then it's very busy down through Enfield into London on the A10 this morning. Uh, the A40 slow into London approaching the Polish War Memorial because of an accident. Uh, there's uh, a partial blockage uh, of the A40, one, at least one lane's close. That's the cause of the queue. 
back to the M25 and the uh, situation on the Shillington Road in Shillington, that is still part blocked our Marquis Hill because of a breakdown. 20 minute delays possible on London Midland and Virgin Trains to Rugby this morning because of signalling problems. James Woolley, BBC Three Counters Radio. James, thank you very much. It's 8.47, it's Friday the 16th of May. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The head of Aylesbury Grammar School has apologised after a picture of three of its students, blacked up and dressed as the Jamaican bobsleigh team, appeared on Twitter. The M11 has reopened this morning on the Hertfordshire-Essex border after yesterday's crash in which two people died. And a new scheme is being launched to alert teachers to the thousands of children who provide care for family members. Central Bedfordshire Council is one of the first local authorities in England to implement the Young Carers in Schools programme. In the last ten minutes of the show, well, it's your phone calls, but before that, let's get the weather with Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much indeed. Hello, good morning to you. A beautiful day in Prospect. Fine with good sunny spells. Some cloud bubbling up as we go through the afternoon. Shouldn't spoil things though and we might get a smidge higher than we did yesterday. Yesterday's top temperature across the three counties was typically 19 Celsius. One or two spots uh, just nudged up near 20 degrees. Today we're looking at 20 to 21 Celsius and staying dry and fine through the weekend too. Looking really rather pleasant. Uh, Light winds, good spells of sunshine also some fair weather cloud for both days this weekend probably better in the way of sunshine for sunday afternoon the temperatures sneaking up 21 or 22 celsius for tomorrow and for sunday too and we stay settled into the new working week not until tuesday will we start to see something of a breakdown where we have some rain and showers moving towards us but monday too staying dry so a fine weekend ahead for the three counties yeah my respect boss yeah Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. You told 580 gags in one hour. Can I yeah. test you for one minute? I spent the whole year trying to get into classical music. It took the four seasons. Weekdays from three. We heard from Neil earlier on. He claims he was discriminated against and asked to leave a pub because he injected himself in public in full view. Insulin keeps my son alive, OK? If he doesn't inject, he'll die. Roberto Peroni. And I just thank you for the services that you do on here to help people like myself. Weekdays from 3 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's the weekend in ten and a half minutes. What's that the sound of? The underground. Oh, it's the sound of the police, isn't it? Where is Goins? Well, he came in earlier, then he disappeared. Where's he gone? Oh, I think he's got a meeting with the... uh Whoop, whoop. It's the sound of the police. Is he actually going to sing that in the uh, meeting? I've expressly told him to. Since he um, somehow associated himself with our award, I've got no idea how, <laughs> he's really... Um, his, his ego's just blown out of control. I found a message from it on my phone. <laughs> oh, I wish we'd got that at the time. Go on, what is it? I found it yesterday. So good. My phone never tells me when I've got a voicemail, but I just oh. sort of noticed it. I thought, oh, I had about four, usually, from my mum. Yeah. Um, saying... All right, we're just coming back now. So I don't need him anymore. Anyway, I had one from Scoinsy saying... <laughs> whoop, whoop. We're going across the road for a late night two till three show. <laughs> Give me a buzz if you're in. I assume he was talking about somehow taking over the radio station. Oh, man, I wish When that... we were all staying in that hotel over the road. I wish that had happened. It's doable. It was initially the plan. 
Really? It means going to gonna pat ourselves on air at two in the morning. <laughs> and then you remembered you like um, having money to pay your bills. Yeah. Yeah. Would anyone have noticed though? I mean. Would anyone have noticed? Big, well, listen, the listener figures for the station are, are up pretty much across the board. And uh, so at night time, big figures, big yeah. figures. Yeah. Three lonely old men. Yeah, probably a good job that Scoinsy didn't get his way, though. It's, it's, well, it's always a good job when Scoinsy doesn't get his way. Robert's in Milton Keynes. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Ian. Robert, what would you like to say, sir? Well, I'm, I'm getting very confused by, uh, by this racism thing. What is racist and what isn't? Um, I, I'll tell you for why. We, we had at the weekend, um, we were renaming our youth football team and uh, we were playing a World Cup themed tournament at Wavendon. It was just for uh, six to nine-year-olds, so very young kids, and yes. they all took on um, one of the World Cup teams, so obviously lots and lots of different nations. Yeah. Um, basically, they were going to put their different shirts on, but some went a little bit further to try and typify the nation they were representing. So, for example, the Japanese team, they had these uh, white-type kamikaze pet things on um, and oh, yeah. they look tremendous you know with the rising sun on it yeah. um, that's like that's Karate Kid isn't it Karate Kid does that yeah, yeah. That, sort, that sort of thing now, I, I, no, I don't think anybody thought twice about that but, yeah. but dressing up like that you've got to start to wonder is that a racist no it's not no you would say not did they uh, did they draw eyes did they do the eyes well um I, I saw one that had, and then it disappeared. Um, so I think maybe somebody decided that wasn't a good idea. But would that would that have swung it? You think? It makes me uncomfortable. Mm. But but uh, and I'm just I'm just, just speaking out loud as as I'm trying to process the information. The headband, no, not racist in the slightest. Uh, it, it it makes me uncomfortable. But but um, I don't know why. I, we had someone say earlier on it's the intent, and if the intent is to express superiority over another race or to be derogatory to another race, then that's racist. I, I guess if I think blacking up to be the Cool Runnings uh, uh, characters isn't racist, then I I guess I have to assume that doing the eyes isn't racist. So would you have said if the Nigerian team, which was all white players, had blacked up, would they have been racist? Well, hang on, are the Nigerian players... The Nigerian players are are black players in the actual team, are they? Yes, I don't think there are any white players in Nigeria, or or Cameroon, or any of those sort of types. I don't think they have any any white players. Uh, First listen, Robert, without knowing more of the details, no, I don't think it's racist. Right. You see, I wouldn't have... I would have been uncomfortable with that myself. Let's discuss this. Why would you have been uncomfortable? I think it's just that, that feeling that um, you don't do things like that now. Mm. I, I remember the era where, like, the black and white minstrels were on the telly and um, then they got swiped off it. Um, and uh, it's sort of is now in me that uh, you don't do things like that because it's dodgy, mm. shall we say. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And I think I would have felt uncomfortable with it as well. But I'm struggling to explain why I would have felt uncomfortable. Yeah, that's where I am with um, it. And when you, when you organise something like this, yeah. you have to sort of draw lines somewhere, don't you? I, I mean, but the other thing is we put something on our website for the whole event at the end of it. Yeah. With a, um, and some, the guy that wrote it, it's a funny remark, he just put, oh, and the Russians kept on playing on everybody else's pitch. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is quite funny but when you think about it. A bit of satire. A little bit of satire. Yeah, but is that racist towards Russians? 
Are we allowed to say that about Russians? Well, it, it could be seen as, you know, if that, were, if that popped up in private eye, that would be applauded as, as a very witty, satirical comment on the state of, of Russian politics at the moment. I guess when you... This was a public event, was it, Robert, that, that people were invited yeah, to attend? Yeah, yeah. yeah, there were uh, over a, a thousand people there. And, and perhaps, perhaps that makes it slightly different in, in that you... Um, if it's a private party and people are coming blacked up and the intent is not to be offensive... Maybe that's slightly different from from a public event where when we host public events, I guess we have to be slightly more aware of uh, other people's possible sensibilities and possible reasons why they might be upset. Yeah, which is what you have to do at the BBC, yeah. isn't it? You have to look a lot further than you would perhaps normally in your private yeah, life. Yeah, I think so. And I, I don't know if what I'm saying is necessarily right. It's just the, kind of the thoughts that are formulating in my head as I'm listening to you. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because, um, mm. you know, you don't want to offend anyone. And, no. and at the event, nobody was offended. Nothing nothing like that was said. It only got me thinking today, yeah. all this coming out. Well, where do you draw the line on all these things? Robert, I appreciate your call. Gets you thinking, doesn't it? I don't know what the answer is. There isn't an answer. Of course there isn't an answer. Can we just boil it down to intent? Is intent the only thing that makes it racist? Maggie's in Bletchley. Morning, Maggie. Good morning. I listen to three counties every morning. Good for you. Thank you. I think it's just getting ridiculous now because you're frightened even to look at a black person. And when I was a young girl, came over here at 17, I'm Irish. We were the butt of everybody's jokes and called paddies. And we had the black and white milk minstrels, and we never thought of them as being other blinking black guys. Yes. So every day, I'm going to stop listening. I'm going not listening to the news. No, 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 Maggie, don't stop listening. We need you. Well, the thing is, just ridiculous. Have you got a rage our diary? And they need to get over it. Yes. Okay. Okay, Maggie. Are you going to carry on listening to us? Well, I don't know, because it winds me up some morning. Well, I tell you what, are you going to listen to JVS at nine o'clock? I usually do, yeah. Okay. Can you listen to me next Monday? Probably. I'm not, I'm not worried about Nick or Roberto's shows. They can fend for themselves. <laughs> Mine, and, and just because he's looking at me, I have to say JVS, although, to be honest. Yeah. But as long as you keep listening to me. All right. Do yeah. you have a Rage Our Diary, Maggie? All right. You got a Rage Our Diary? No. In that case, I'm not that bothered. Gary's in London. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, Ian. Little radio joke for you there, guys. Yeah. Little radio guys, joke for the guys and the girls <laughs> out there who dig radio. Yeah. What you got for us, Gary? Well, um, I, I, I have a comment on the, the, the boys blacking up. Yeah. Um, it wasn't what I ran, but interestingly, um, I don't think it was racist. I just think it was a little bit ill-advised. Uh, yeah, ill-advised. But, but if it's not racist, then why is it ill-advised? Well, because, it's, it's first of all, it's a very dated film, and it requires, you know, I'm sure it's not of their generation. You know, it's not it's not a film that perhaps is, you know, lots of, I don't know whether they did it in order to stand out a bit, which makes it just a little bit ill-advised. Okay. But also, the, the point is that, you know, when Prince Harry dressed up, it wasn't saying he was a fascist, he was just, it was ill-advised. Ill-advised. But you've called in about something, let's be honest, far yeah. more important than racism. What is it, Gary? Well, I've actually tasted a chicken tikka scone. <laughs> we had a, a fella phone up earlier on, his granddaughter, she's 11, she was making scones at school, she took in sultanas and all the ingredients, and they said, yeah. no! You're making chicken tikka scones. The whole family hated it. She is devastated. That girl is never going to cook again. Yet you've had one of these disgusting creations, have you? 
it wasn't that bad in. Sorry? It, it was all right. You know, you, you can get cheese scones. Yeah. By the way, but don't pronounce it scone, not scone. Well, I know how to speak, mate. Well, yeah, okay. Um, and it, it wasn't that bad. You know how you, you, the taste of a cheese scone is quite nice, you know, the kind of the, the, the savoury yeah. and the... Yeah. It, it wasn't. Was nice. It wasn't that bad. It doesn't doesn't sound particularly attractive. Hey, go on. Uh, have this. It's not that bad. Well, I wasn't. Uh, I, it was from a Jamaican shop. Oh, here we go. Okay. Yes. And it, it, you know, I went in for something, and they didn't have it, so I had that instead. You are such a um, Gary. Gary, I've got to end it there. Do you know why? Was such a racist. Thank you very much indeed. It's a joke. I'm not really saying that. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25, still quite busy anti-clockwise towards 16, although easing all the time. The M40 and then the A40, though, slow into London, all because of an accident at the Polish War Memorial. One lane's blocked, and that's the cause of the queue on the approach. A10 into London, slow through Enfield, and if you're heading on Sioux, London, Midland and Virgin Trains, 20-minute delays, mainly northbound towards rugby because of signalling problems. James Worley, BBC Three Counters Radio. James, thank you very much indeed. I've just had the podcast figures in for this show. They're, they're getting better and better. Thank you so much. There will be a new podcast up this week. I'm going to say it. I think it's the best one we've ever, ever done. JBS up next. I'll be back on Monday. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday. The sun is shining. It's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in, did the blacked-up students in Aylesbury do anything wrong in your eyes? A school has...